Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Xbox Newscast podcast, or as I call it, XNC, and I'm here in a special collaboration with my good friends, Xbox Era hosts, John Clark and Special Nick. How are you guys doing today? G'day. How are you? See, I was expecting you to say what's going on, but then you didn't. Isn't that just for our podcast? Is it exclusive to our (laughs) podcast? I don't know. I can do it here. That's fine. But I thought maybe maybe Colt doesn't need that sort of... (laughs) <laughs> Over exaggerated exuberance. We all feel kind of cheap on? now. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? See? There you go. That's better. I feel, more, I feel more at home now, like comfortable, ready to go. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. This is a, for me, it's an evening show on the Pacific West Coast in North America. For Mr. John Clark, he's in the UK. It is super late at night. He should be mm. in bed. And for our good friend, Special Nick. It is about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock 10 in the morning, 10 a.m. In, in Australia. So we are spanning the globe, as it were, mm. for the Xbox Newscast podcast. If you're watching us right now live, you've landed on the Colt Eastwood YouTube channel. And if you're listening after the fact in your sweet, sweet headphones, we are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts on iTunes. You can listen to that anywhere on demand. That goes up to the show about an hour after we go live. But you're here live. Guys, how are you doing? Gaming is still exciting, right? Things are still yes. going? Yeah. Yep. It's, it it's, is. it's a nonstop news fest with Xbox at the moment, and it makes life interesting, right, for any content creator that's covering that platform. It's just all the time. It, it's great. I mean, I love it. It keeps us way too busy, arguably, but it's just a great mm. time to be a gamer, I think, right now. Yes, it is. Yeah, really so, good. Nick, what have you been doing? What have you been yes. playing? Tell people what uh, video game has been occupying your heart and mind and, and your hands. Uh, Doom Eternal. Uh, I was literally playing it just before we jumped on. Uh, just got the BFG. Uh, after the Series X update came out, I uh, thought I'd jump in. And, yeah, Doom Eternal's great. It's a really, really good game. You're replaying it see. with the enhancements? Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm playing it at 120. I tried the ray tracing. I tried 
all the different modes and I've settled I'm I'm getting too used to 120 now. I played Rocket wow. League at 120. I I just I'm getting way too used to it. Um so that's what Spoiled. I've chosen. 120. Spoiled yeah, okay. with 120. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So what about you, uh Nick? What have you been or uh John, what have you been playing? Uh it's interesting actually, and I, I know it's on our topic list tonight, um, in terms of how insane Microsoft are doing on Steam. Um I've been playing I've been trying to play. This is a slight rant from me this evening. I've been trying to play A Pirate's Life, The Tall Tales and Sea of Thieves. And when it first came out, we jumped through, played through the first one. I was like, okay, it's setting it up. It's a bit slow. Went into the second one. And I'm sure people have seen on Twitter it, it's broken. And I saw that they released a patch. Yeah. Well, mm. it was broken when it came out. Then I saw they released a patch. So we, we Arr, basically got it. Yeah, three hours. They put a patch of wood over it, fixed the hole in the hole, apparently. So we jumped back on tonight to play it, and it's still broken. So I just wasted another three hours of my life. And I, I can tell that my mates are like, yeah. And they're like, I, it's going to be hard to persuade me to come back in again. And I'm like, rare. Come on, guys. It's upset. It's, it's made me a bit depressed about that because I was really looking forward to playing through. So I'll, I'll have to give it another week and try again. But a bit of a bummer. That's... That's unfortunate because the Sea of Thieves Tall Tales is more like what I expected the game to be, have more like a focus of playing with mm. friends and having some stuff to interact with yep. other than a wide open uh, ocean. And yeah, just, I mean, it, the game's changed a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you haven't, like, even if you're like, oh, PvP, bleh, definitely load up the game anyway. Get four friends, play through the Tall Tales. It's like Goonies meets Pirates of the Caribbean meets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know your own comedy show, like a bit Monty Python in there. And it was, it's probably the best gaming experience I've had with friends ever. And that's a big thing to say, because I play a lot of multiplayer games. So like definitely don't sleep on them, but maybe give the newest one a little bit of time for them to fix some of the bugs. Cause it's a bit, a bit wonky. Yeah. I played, um, I've played probably three hours of that tall tales with Chris Grinnell and Darge Knight, who are two guys in the UK. And I'm not kidding. I, I said this last week, but about two or three hours of horror, get, get on the, the plank, like just talking like that the whole time. Yep. <laughs> I can't help it. It's it's crazy. It's, By the end of the session, I couldn't even talk. My voice was so wrecked. From- <laughs> <laughs> I need to see a live stream of this. Like you've got to get a hat and you've got to do this live. I need to I need to witness it, not just hear about it. I think I think the audience would appreciate it as well. Uh, I think some of the things that we say in pirate talk aren't um, would probably be <laughs> would be a different rating, but uh, we do have a lot of laughs. Nick, are you playing this uh, Sea of Thieves at all? Oh no, I have. <laughs> I do not play Sea of Thieves. I the last time, first time and last time I played Sea of Thieves was back when it first came out. In was it in beta or was it in? Uh, preview it, or it did have a it did have a little little open beta yeah, thing. Yeah, weeks. yeah, yeah. I, I jumped in, and it's funny that the main complaints about the game back then were that it had no content. That's not the part that bothered me about the game. Mm-hmm. I thought the idea of a game where I could just roll, you know, roam around, do whatever that doesn't bother me. What bothered me was that the game to me just did not feel good to play. The combat yeah. wasn't good. The yeah. gunplay wasn't good. I just didn't enjoy any of it. And I never went back. Yeah. I never went so, back. I agree with you. 
like 30 FPS Sea of Thieves. Uh, my friend and I went to the Microsoft Store in London for just before XO19 and took part in the tournament. Right, and there was a bunch mm-hmm. of Twitch streamers and stuff there, and everything they had set up was Xbox One S's with console 30 FPS, and it killed us. It was just so unpleasant to play. Got to try mm-hmm. it, 60 man. You got to try it. You yeah, it's give it much nicer. Game. Yeah, I mean, you need to do one session. Uh, Prof JJJ, a new member. Welcome to the channel. Membership, Prof. With the. The Joanna Dark uh, badge that comes with the membership. Yeah, the first yeah. Star. That's great. He says everyone knows Nick only plays Rocket League. <laughs> that's right. So that's why you're not. That's why you're not you're getting. He knows me well. Thieves, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rocket League. Uh, Fajil Aishan says, "Keep up the great work, Colt. Love the lads from Xbox era, and who doesn't? That's all I hear about is how people uh, just love you guys everywhere you go, all over the planet." Aww. Also, if you were a little bit nervous about announcing my name last week, it rhymes with Hazel. Faisal Asan. That sounds right, right. I think. Faisal Asan. Yes, I was a bit nervous, and I I learn every day about pronunciations. But the best part is, like, these guys know, Nick and John know, you get an opportunity to talk to people from, like, every continent just about. It's so Mm. awesome. And then when you get names, I mean, (laughs) just before the show started... Special Nick showed me that I misspelled his name like three different ways. So uh, even uh, even if it's supposed to be English, I'll always make yep. a mistake. Ace Out Gamer says, how are we doing? Any spicy sauce today? Yes, we're going to get into some spicy sauce. Nick and John have a lot they want to talk about. We've kind of been, we've got this set of topic lists, this list of topics we're going to talk about. We also, midway through the show... A follower gave me a one-month code for Game Pass. It's not much, but we will drop the code in the chat. First come, first serve. Um, that might be something nice just to give to like your younger brother or friend who is too afraid to try the nasty, terrible, evil Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and then w- w- one yeah, last one. Yo- Yos- Yosemite Blam says... Who let the Brits and prisoners out here for the 4th of July weekend? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. That's so terrible. Anyway, let freedom ring. Let's get to it. Yesterday was 4th of July. If you're in America, if you're not, uh, every other country is uh, amazing, and they probably think we're goofballs. We're blowing off our fingers with fireworks, but we're, we're all having a good time barbecuing and getting It's all good, man. Like Our fireworks <laughs> night is celebrating the failure of a man to blow up our government. Like That's our fireworks night. Like... <laughs> At least you guys are celebrating leaving our empire. I think I can give you guys this one. It's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys got a good deal out of it. Some of us crazy Americans left your uh, your vicinity, and so you're good to go. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we're, we're all, all around the world enjoying gaming. We've got a couple topics we'll get to. Uh, I guess I could tell you what I've been playing, but that would be really difficult. I've been bouncing around a bunch of different stuff. Last week, my air conditioning was out, and just to give you a quick <laughs> meaning of what that was... My house was 95 degrees on the inside by Jeez. the end of the day. So that means if you're, if you're a Celsius person, that means you're approaching 40 degrees inside. Mm, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 38 to 40 degrees Celsius. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. So I finally, I had like four or five days where I couldn't game, couldn't do much. And so when I got back, I've been bouncing around and just enjoying getting back on Xbox. Play a little bit of Wretched Clank, a whole bunch of stuff. Guys, let's mm. talk about these topics the very first one i want to get to is actually a repeat of last week because it happened again and i'll start with nick what's going on with the steam top five sold games this past week have you looked into this 
Yeah, um, it seems that the um, the Xbox games keep finding their way up there, don't they? They don't. They don't seem to leave. They're just. I don't know. For games that apparently no one wants to play, everyone seems to want to play them. Do you know what topped They're the on... list? By memory? Yes. I do know what topped <laughs> the Nick's list. Nick's favorite. Yeah. My favorite game. It wasn't game. Rocket League. What was it? It was... Uh... <laughs> hmm. Sea of Thieves. It's up the list. It's been up there a while. And there's like... Forza Horizon 4 is there twice. So I assume that's the standard and the ultimate. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm surprised they yeah. don't just do it as one skew. In terms of the chart, I'm sure Microsoft well, are happy to see two. two oh, I'm sure they are. The I, just, I find it odd that they don't just say Forza Horizon Four and put it second or first or whatever it would be with both SKUs combined. Because in the end, it's the same game. It's still Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, yeah. You get the two Let's expansions and a bunch of car packs with the ultimate version and some yeah. VIP stuff for extra money. But that game is three years old, or coming up on three years old, and it just came to yep. Game Pass or it came to Steam on PC about a year and a half ago, or something yep. like that. So, isn't that crazy? It's topping it's, the charts. What was what was the other ones, John? What was in there? Uh, I think we Sekiro got and PUBG. Yeah, Sekiro PUBG is third and fourth place. I, I tell you what's what's what I find most interesting, and I think a lot of Xbox fans know this. And it's it, Microsoft seemed to own loads of games or have games exclusive to their ecosystem that millions and millions of people play but no one seems to talk about because they're not mm. they're not uh, award you know game award winners right even though right, oh it's right. a racing game it just gets brushed aside right even though it's arguably very pretty and i think when you look at this list man forza horizon 5 is going to be bonkers on steam yeah alone even though game pass pc exists it's still going to just skyrocket but like yep. Sea of Thieves has gone crazy because of the Disney partnership and the fact that it's just a very chill, fun game to play. Forza Horizon 4 has just got a bevy of content and it's just great to play. You know, you're going to keep seeing this and it's going to get even crazier. You think Halo Infinite, you've got Forza oh Horizon 5. It's, man, this year is going to be insane. I, I can't understand where I'm going to fit all these games in in the next six months. Mm. Microsoft have got to be happy with their approach, right? Even though they give the games to you for free as part of a sub on PC, if you have it, they, they get best of both worlds this way. I think it's the best way to be. So, Nick, what's... Uh, I agree. I agree, John. So, Nick, what, why did they put their games on Steam? What were, what was, what's the idea here? Xbox? Oh, I mean, <laughs> my assumption is they put them on Steam to get a lot more, I guess, uh, engagement. Because I know, like, obviously they care about sales, but I think it's been clear for a while that they're moving away from sales being the one and only metric that everything should be measured by. And uh, I guess they want to increase the install base of the games, especially the ones that are platforms. Um, anyone who plays the Horizon games knows that those games have a lot of content in them and you can play them for a long, long time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm nowhere near putting a dent in three or four. Um, and, and I guess they just want to increase the base that these games have access to because, I mean, everyone knows Steam is, Steam is the number one platform on PC. Um, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So... I guess it would seem silly to keep your games from that platform when they're on there. Um, 
Having said that, though, I wouldn't be surprised if if it hasn't. They haven't put anything on Epic, have they? No, not yet. No, no. nothing no. on Epic and nothing on GOG. No, nope. no. Nope. Yeah, Underachiever. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the mods in the chat says. When I asked you, Nick, why do they put the games on Steam? He just wrote dollar signs. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I also want to thank Lethal Papa, Happy Bomb, and Underachiever, who are some of my mods who are here right now. They're keeping an eye on the chat and making sure uh, nobody draws uh, curly mustaches over our face while the show's going or anything like that. But they're amazing, uh, good friends, and they're taking care of the show. Um, so Steam is a, it's a good move. It's a good move, right? Uh, the next Gears game will be on there. Like yep, John yep. was saying, then Halo Infinite will launch Halo. on there. It's also on Game Pass, which means almost everyone, like millions and millions of people could pay $10 a month outright for that game and just play the heck out of it for a month. And they mm. would be just, they would be fine. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, yeah. John, you're saying you think Halo Infinite will be up there in the upper echelons of sales yeah, figures? Yeah, like- I think I think it will do great. I mean, I, I saw a crazy thread the other day that was like, "Do we think Halo will even chart on MPD?" Like, yawn. But yeah, of course it will. It's Halo. Like, despite the multiplayer being free to play, unless you're on Game Pass, you still have to pay to get to the campaign, right? But there's two things. Steam. The reason they're on there fundamentally is Microsoft mantra: go where your gamers are. Like, that's where a lot of the PC player base is. Wouldn't surprise me. And I think Nick, you, you said this previously. Game Pass is probably very likely coming to Steam at some point in the mid to near future, right? Yeah, like that's the rumor. It's it's probably going to do that because why why not? Your your client customer base is there, and frankly, Steam's install process is well good comparatively to Microsoft's mm. on the store. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be bonkers. I've just got a DM. Oh, um, I haven't oh, no, got no, an no. email button. No, 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 no. State State of Decay Two is on Epic. Is it? So Mike, yeah, State of Decay Two is apparently on Epic Games. So it wow. is. They they dipped that. their toe. You have, you have to wonder if they won't put more on Epic Games. I feel like we just got fact checked. Fact check. Wow, I don't know. I, I just got. A, I just that. got. Yeah, I, I feel like checking now. Like I just I just got I just got the DM saying State of Decay Two is on Epic Games. So. Like fairly recently, I haven't heard anybody mention that. Uh, you can check if you know. want. Nobody will care if you're I'm going looking to. over at your monitor for a minute. But yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, there oh, it wow. is. Wow, it's State true. State of the K two Juggernaut Edition. So wow. why would why would Game Pass need to go to Steam if it's already on the PC Xbox client? Go go where your customers are. It's hard. Like the Microsoft Store. I mean, I'm running Windows 11 right now, which is perhaps foolish of me um, because it Mm. it could crash at any moment. I'm sure it won't. It would be fine. But, you know, no one, even now the store, I still load it up and I'm like, "Uh," you know, it's better, but it's still not great. And you've got to go where your customers are. So if you can enable, yeah, if you want to run your Game Pass subscription on PC through the Windows store, you can. If you're comfortable and you're happy with Steam, what does Microsoft care? Steam yeah. are going to get a thirty percent cut if the sub's running through that, so they're not going to mind too much, especially if it no. takes off. It's win-win. I also and Microsoft you gets to say they've got a few more million subscribers. Yeah, that's true. I I also know when I was playing on PC a lot more, I couldn't link my Xbox Microsoft games through Steam because of the way that Xbox puts their games on Windows PC. 
you can't just go mm. and link to the executable. Yeah. So what I was able to do is when I, went, I would most, like you said, you go where your customers are. I was always on Steam and I was able to route my Uplay and a lot of Origin games into my Steam library where they were there and I could just launch Steam and play almost everything there, which makes a big difference because the PC guys don't get that experience where all their games are in one click and a flip away, right? Yeah. So they're always complaining about launchers. Game Pass mm. on Steam would be crazy. So it would go. Did did you hear that Phil Spencer said that Game Pass is at twenty three million recently? Was that Have on the IGN? Was that on the IGN unlocked episode? Yep. Wouldn't yep. Just me. when they said right before the day before days before E three, they said when we last reported eighteen million, and I thought, hmm, I don't know if they're if they're saying eighteen, I don't think they're going to reach that thirty million mark. But Nick, they said Phil said twenty three million last wow. week on Podcast Unlocked. Mm. What do you think? Wow. Do you think they're hitting thirty million? Um, yeah, I think holiday? they will. I think they will. Um, I'm curious as to. I'm curious as to is the twenty three as of right now? I, I am curious as to when they hit the twenty three because I had said that I had heard twenty two back in April. Mm. So that was okay. just over two months ago. So I'm curious as to when that 23 is, where that cutoff point is for 23. That's interesting. I didn't hear the 22. Did you find anything out about mm. Epic and State of Decay 2? Did you um, take a look? Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's there? It's there. Wow. Yep. Okay. So I am, right, I am right. curious as to why that's the only one that's there and not. Forza, not Sea of Thieves, not any of those games. I do wonder why State of Decay 2 is the only one. It is weird because they... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, you're probably (laughs) saying what I'm going to say. I I wonder if one of the developers is like a big Epic fan or something. He was just like, I'll just do this in my spare time, guys. Boom, I've uploaded it. Sorry. Just called it quits. Here's some more money. I I just put it on there just for the heck of it. Yeah. That's weird because they are a Microsoft or Xbox studio. So it just yeah, it doesn't kind of line up with everything else, but hmm. it's the lone Ace game out, on Epic. The one game. Ace Out Gamer says Microsoft has a new problem. It's not that they don't have games, it's that they have too many games now. What a great problem to have. Do you guys agree with that? Do you think they have too many games yet or we're about to see it? Oh, man. It's, hmm. it's different. It's like it's not about budget now. It's not about oh, how can I afford all these games, which used to be a real problem and I think is still a real problem for some gamers out there. It's now a question of time. I, I don't have all the time to play them and that's the, that's the thing that hurts. So I've got to really cherry pick. But at least, you know, I can dive in and say I'll play that. Oh, didn't, didn't quite tickle my fancy. Little British term for you there. I'll move on to something that's more me. You know, that, that's the beauty of Game Pass, I think, and that's why it works. Okay, hey, uh, Brit. Yes. Do you do you mind? I'm. Do you mind if I if I get all rude and just take over your show for a sec? There's a super chat here <laughs> from a friend of from a friend of mine and Gaz's Gaz from Game One Daily. Uh, Gaz is a friend um, of mine, so I give you full authority. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. take over the show. There's a super chat crazy. here from Sir Monte Carlo, and I like that he's leaned into the meme that was going around. He said, thanks for getting the Xbox era crew on here. Great bunch of guys. Almost as great as Game Pass, which is a low monthly subscription for hundreds of games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that was so good. Oh, that is great. Uh, yeah, we talked about that last week. Did you guys talk about that on your podcast, about the trending Game Pass meme and the angry the PlayStation fans and... 
Did Did you see the meme I made? Did you see it? It went viral. The Star Wars one. Like it's the only time I've done voice acting for a video. Like it was very silly. But if you haven't really? seen it, it's worth it. it. I think Greenberg and, and Sam Bateman from the UK, UK team gave it a big round of applause because it took the very popular Padme and Anakin meme and I put a little voice oh, script to okay, it. Okay. It was fun. It was fun. It was just a, a big joke. And I think the best jokes you can make are when they're not taking pot shots at the other platform. Like you just yes. make the joke and you don't mention anything else because then you watch all these people wind themselves up. Like, I didn't talk about you. What's, what's your problem? It's great. I love it. It was just a little tease, a little bit saucy. And it was all thanks to Gaz, funnily enough, from Game On Daily. <laughs> I, I had the idea and I was like, I need a meme. And he sent me a screenshot of that one. I was like, that's pretty popular right now. I'll do a video of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gaz and I, um, we're basically doing memes 24-7. <laughs> He's eight hours ahead of me, so like, I'll have to cook up a really great meme and then I'll look at the time. I'm like, ah, dang it, he won't see this for like eight hours because he's, he's in bed. So uh, I, I do wars. think that's hilarious because I actually put up a tweet yesterday or today. I don't even know what day it is. You ever get like that? Yep. I put up a tweet where I said the all next-gen enhancements for Forza Horizon 4 are free for $0.00. And, zero cents. and boy, did some PlayStation guys get upset because obviously it bounces. <laughs> it reflexes off, off the uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah upgrade which i think is um we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about that right now we'll segue right into that it bounces into ghost of Tsushima has some sort of paywall for the upgrade but sort of not i'm kind of on both sides of this so i'm going to um i'm going to ask both of you this because i do sit on the fence with this one I'll, I'll reset it for the audience it is ghost of Tsushima already got a next-gen enhancement patch on the ps5 mm. so it runs at 60 fps already but it is still the ps4 pro version with a better frame rate so yep. they are bringing out a director's cut which includes expanded dlc which is a whole new area new missions which is all new stuff for 30 more dollars for the upgrade it gets a little shaky about how that goes but what it boils down to is there is some sort of $10 surcharge either mm. for the PlayStation price hike or for some people looking at it as a paid upgrade. John, let's start with you on this one. Uh, where do you, where, what side of the fence are you on this um, controversy or controversy? Well, I, 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 there's, there's arguments to be made for both, right? So it's difficult. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of fence-sitting because I believe developers work hard. They should be paid and compensated for their work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it, it strikes me as a bit odd because they've, they've almost put a monetary figure on it. And what is weird about this is that they didn't charge for – correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. They didn't charge you for upgrading if you bought the full kit of uh, Miles Morales on PS4 and you had – you had the expand alone, it would work on PS5 and you'd get the PS5 version if memory serves. And the same was true for uh, another another launch title. Days gone. Days, thank you. Days gone. But then for this, and this is where it's really weird, if you have the PS4 version and you want to upgrade to the, to the new director's cut, it's 16 quid pounds in, in, in UK terms. That's the PS4 to PS4 upgrade. But then if you own it and you want to upgrade to the ps5 version it's 25 quid but if you own that and you want to upgrade the other one then it's nine quid for Hold just on, the next gen it's really co- it's, i'm it's confused exactly. I don't know what to do. 
<laughs> and it's almost like it it's almost like they don't of, know. Yeah. They don't know what what it's worth. And it's it it just. I think the reason it's caused uproar is because when you look across the other side of the fence, Microsoft's like, oh yeah, Forza Horizon Four is now updated to have all these things. Oh, Doom Eternal here you go, ray tracing, no worries. And with smart delivery as well, it's just constantly like ding, ding. My games are just great now, or better and better. Mm. And I've paid nothing to get those enhancements. And it, that, I think, is the real crux of why it's made a noise at all. Yeah. So it's okay. difficult. Okay. That's, I mean, that does not sound very clear. And it sounds like oh, people, no. are, it's people, are, it's people are defending people are defending that. Nick, what's what's your take on it? Can you break I mean, it down any easier than that? Uh, no, I'm not 100% clear on how it works either. There's that many different pathways. I think this is like probably the most confusing one they've had, isn't it? Like Miles, like the Spider-Man one was a bit yuck as well, but at least it was a touch clearer. This one, there's like four different paths, I think, yeah. for the upgrade. Um, <sighs> because I think you can get the director's cut on PS4 as well, can't you? Yes, so yes. you can so buy the director's cut. Yeah, you can buy the director's cut on PS4, pay more and upgrade that to PS5. You can buy the standard edition on PS4, upgrade to the director's cut. You can pay buy it on PS5. <laughs> like it's it's so weird. Like I mean, at the very least you have DLC though. You have the Icky DLC yeah. on there, which is something that mm-hmm you can justify it with. Um, I just think at some point you'd think Sony would just eat some of this stuff, mm. like the enhancement upgrades, just eat them. Like don't charge people for them. Well, well, nutshell like, in UK terms, they are saying for nine pound in UK money, which I don't know, is probably like 15 bucks for you guys in, in the U S at least you okay. get, this is what, this is what that $15 is worth. Dynamic 4K 60fps, dual sense features, 3D audio, lip sync for Japanese voiceover, and this is the one that is just like what 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 ability to transfer your saved game from your PS4 to your PS5. That's what oh, that's, that's what feature That's what fifteen dollars is worth. And that's just standard on an Xbox. You have to have PS Plus to do cloud saves and yeah. transfer transfer stuff. Uh, set it up automatically. Oh man, that's I don't know. Can we break it down to like any simpler? I don't want to be on this too long, but I, I'm not quite convinced that they're charging you $10 for an upgrade because I feel like if this is like a 15 to 20 hour expansion, you're paying $30 for it, which is kind of the norm. We paid $20 yeah. for Hive Busters, which is three hours no matter which way you play it because it's yeah. linear mm-hmm. and that's a lot of money. So I'm not quite convinced that Sony did something really shady here. But they really need to clear the way that you access a next generation upgrade. Smart delivery definitely is not a buzzword, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we learned. We all learned yeah, that. Yeah, see, like I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking on the PlayStation Store now, and the director's cut upgrade on PS4 for me, if I was to buy it, is thirty dollars. Just for okay. the director's cut upgrade on PlayStation Four. Um. On PS5, where is it? I can't even find it on PS5. It's got to be the same, just, right? No, you'd, you'd, that's the difference. It's like under underachiever in the more. chat. It, we were talking about this back and forth because we game share on PlayStation. He bought the deluxe version of Tsushima, 
And so I think no matter how you slice it, one of us has to pay $30 to get this upgrade. No matter it, mm. whether or not he bought the deluxe version or not, I think he, he'll, he'll pipe in here in a second. But uh, you guys like this game, right? I thought it was great. I haven't played it yet. I haven't you played haven't it. Played it. Okay. it is nope. the best way to describe it is it's a. Uh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but hey, it troubles fun, right? It is yep. a great mm-hmm. 360 slash PS3 era game. Sucker Punch is amazing, but it really feels like those first open world third person. Uh, action adventure games it yeah, yeah. set in japan so it feels like an assassin's creed game it has I was about it to say it always boxes. reminded me of assassin's creed just the way it looks yes and, and in some ways it's better the the combat has uh, a really cool feeling to it you can do these timed attacks and you can do these combos mm. and it's more accessible than for honor for the sword combat mm. so it's really great yeah, yeah. but it just feels like a really great 360 era game and i say that in the best way possible like those games are great mm-hmm. I love this doesn't do anything era. you couldn't do uh it's a ps4 game so yeah but i mean it's still really it, good still really it good. oozes style it's got to be said oh, yeah. like all of the visuals for it and uh, you know just the influence from japanese cinema it's just like mm, it's really well done and uh, no wonder it's done very well for itself nothing yeah surprise me. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, go go give it a shot. Um, those games are usually on sale for twenty bucks, and you know, after three hundred and seventy dollars, you'll be able to get the full version on PS Five. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, Dead Planet says uh, super chat. It really speaks to how much ground Xbox had to make up. If you think about the value proposition between Game Pass and PS Five getting away with seventy dollar games, if this was the hmm. PS Three slash three sixty gen, PlayStation would be dead already. Wow, I kind of that, that's a good comment, Dead Planet, because I feel like PlayStation doesn't need to charge an extra ten dollars. I'm kind of calling it the Sony tax right now, or the mm. banger tax. But yeah. <laughs> they're at the point, right, Nick, where they can't they can't turn around and say, you know what, we tried the seventy dollar thing; it wasn't cool. Are they kind of stuck with it? Yeah, they are now. Uh, they are they're stuck with it, but not permanently, like. I don't think Sony has never struck me as the kind of company that would do a quick 180 like Microsoft has done numerous times. Um, Sony is a company that will stick to their guns for as long as they can. And if they see they're getting enough backlash or if they see it's hitting their financials hard enough, then maybe they'll do something about it. Um, I, yeah, I don't think it will. I, I'd say that for the time being, we're stuck with $70 games and $10, $20 upgrades and weird, quirky upgrade paths and save file issues. Uh, and I think, I think the crux stuff. of all yeah. of the quirkiness to this, the reason it, it feels so, so complex is because as I understand it, and, and Colt, you might know more about this than me, but when you develop an Xbox game, you can just say, yep, make it Gen 9 aware and it will, yes. it will pick up some serious, you know, and so on and so forth. But it's one game and the game knows which it's, what device it's running on and adjusts itself accordingly. Whereas for PlayStation 5, they are two separate executables sitting on the store, right? Which is why there's suddenly this yeah. huge disparity between, I've played it on here and we've seen all these crazy nightmare stories where, oh, okay, I've got a the Avengers updates come out and I want to play it on my PS5, but I've got to download the PS4 version mm. and then I've got to upload my save to the cloud. Then I've got to download the PS5 version and pull that 
I mean, that's why smart delivery, which we all rolled our eyes out. I'm sure you did too, Colt, when they announced yeah, it. Oh, yeah. God, you put a marketing buzzword around making games work. And you, yeah, you well, put a marketing buzzword around something that should already be expected. And there's, and there's people on PlayStation who have loaded up a PS4 version of the game and played it for a few hours and realized, what the heck? Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not, right? you know, like a game like the Avengers, it already runs at 60 or it tries to run at 60 on the PS4 Pro. So if you have a PS5, it will run 60 just by the raw hardware. And you don't know if you're running the PS4 version until you go into the settings and look kind of like you would do with Xbox. Now, Xbox almost has it perfect. I will say, if you install a game on an external hard drive, the game may force default to a Gen yeah, 9 yeah. version, and you won't get the next-in version. It can't yeah. always... It, it depends on your defaults, because I... Eh, why, why even get into it? But I have my default set to my 4 terabyte external hard drive just to offload all my back and pat stuff. Yeah. And once in a while, I'll download a new game. My internals are full because uh, that's a problem. Yeah. And it defaults mm. to the hard drive, and I get the old version. That's happened every once in a while. But Smart Delivery is supposed to be doing its thing. Uh, guys, thank you so much. I, I, the chat's got to say hi to the Xbox era, guys. They're amazing. They're, they're sitting here doing this show from the U.K. and Australia. We've got over 900 people watching. The chat's wow. excited. They're, this is really good. This is a good time. We've got more stuff to talk about other than did, PlayStation's fumbles with uh, their no smart delivery. But I was going to say, did you see the tweet from A Plague Tale? They just tweeted a few hours ago saying, if you've played A Plague Tale Innocence and are about to dive back in on your save on Next Gen, because the Next Gen update has come out for A Plague Tale, um, okay. PS4 to PS5, make sure you download the latest patch on PS4 before starting on PS5 to get your cloud save. Wow. Xbox One to Xbox Series. Automatic cross progression. Ow, so that's so amazing. Just, is that some shade? I don't know. <sighs> well, it's just it's, it's like it's funny. Like we, like you know, culture said now that's amazing, and we talk about. But to me, that's just how it should be. Like, shouldn't it? Is it, it yeah, was? No, it, it already was. Couldn't you get a PS4 and you? Uh, no, you couldn't get it because a PS3 game uh, wouldn't come up. I think it just speaks to where PlayStation wasn't prepared to deal with cross-generation. They told their fans, we believe in generations, we're going full yeah. PS5, and then they backed off before launch, and now they're dealing with the short side of not being ready to handle that. Xbox has been working on this mm. for a long time. They've got a whole backpack team. They're doing more than just making your games backward compatible. They're boosting them in frame yeah. rate. They're yep. enhancing them using software and, and hardware emulation. It's incredible. It's incredible. The nine it's lives in the chat says really... Xbox is spoiling us. It's just a, <laughs> it's more like a PC experience more than anything. Yeah. PlayStation just not providing what all of us would expect just to load up a game like Mad Max, which I was messing around at 120. That game still holds up mm. great. My save great was there from like combat. 2014 or 15 whenever that game yeah. came out. I, I hadn't touched yep. a game in five years. And yeah. it just like did that thing across the screen where it says syncing your save. It took like a minute or thirty three seconds or whatever, mm -hmm. and then I was in the game where I left off in the open world, like nearly complete, and just messed around. It's great. So I had that still with um, with Driver San Francisco on three sixty. Wow, that's backwards compatible, and I thought I'll jump oh, in and is? see how it plays with the Series X and my save file from the three sixty just loaded up, and I just kept going. It's so good. It's and so how good. long had it been since you played Driver San Francisco? Oh, it had been a few years, but it's. <laughs> have you played Driver San Francisco? It's one Super. of them that I, 
I, underrated. I need to play that. That's a, one of those games I totally would have played, and it's one that I missed. Uh, well, yeah, you, that's a great. Where you jump delisted. out, drop into a new car. It, yeah. yeah, it's been delisted, so you can't buy it digitally anymore. I'm so glad I bought it before it was delisted, but I do have the disc as well. Like, I, I don't know why I got paranoid about it, and I bought the disc too, but Driver San Francisco is a super, super underrated game. Love it. And it runs at 60 too. That was, that was an open-world driving game at 60 on Xbox 360. Oh, like wow. Like, it was a... Yeah, super, like... That's so weird. Yeah. Then, then uh, Ubisoft put out the crew like three or four years later that ran at thirty on console. Yikes! What a mess! Yeah. What a mess! Mm. So that's a lot. That's a lot of talk about old games, right? Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about something that has been. I don't know if it's be, trying to be wished and hoped for into existence, but there's been a little bit of buzz going around about doom eternal which you you've just been kind of replaying doom eternal might be taking a small rest according to the dlc ending but do you guys think that quake is on the whiteboard for well, id this, as a return? this is inter- this is interesting because on, Cole, I, Cole, I, I believe this is for you <laughs> are you admitting Colt? are you admitting that you don't keep an eye on me and you don't watch our podcast is that what you're admitting right uh, now <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to make it seem like uh, things are happening organically He's it over up. here. He's queuing it up. He's host with the most. Right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Come on now, let it let it happen. Let it happen naturally. The, the quake the quake rumor started on the Xbox Era podcast. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had someone reach out to me and tell me they they just randomly out of nowhere asked me if I had heard about Quake coming back with a female protagonist. And I said, no, I have not heard that, but that would be an amazing thing. I love Quake. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's where that started. That was on our rumor mill a few weeks back. Um, it's, it's weird as well because we talked about it the the episode before or the one before that. We were like, oh, man, we might have, yeah. if Quake came back and then like... Quake, yeah. Boom, and and then and just to throw some fuel on the fire, did we not see uh, a new Bethesda game, twenty twenty one B, code name B? Yeah, rated I don't know if that's in- Quake though. I don't know if that's Quake. I think because there was another, uh, I think there was some DLC or an update or something mm. like that that was code named twenty twenty one A or B, some other letter. So I don't, I don't well, think. I- that's quite. I think 2021A was some something to do with Doom, like the the repackaging of all the old games. Yeah, like, I think that came something out. like that. So it got me thinking. I wonder, QuakeCon's coming up. 2021B mm. is that a repackaging of uh, and, a, and a tarting up, shall we say, of the original Quakes? Oh, you know, one, two, and maybe Arena. I don't know. And then, could you and imagine then at QuakeCon the announce is made? I, How good would it be if it was a Quake collection? Yeah. One, two, three, and four. Oh, oh wow. That'd be I'd so good. I'd die for, for, be for so $70. Good. No. Oh. Wait, <laughs> I, aren't Bethesda a part of Microsoft now? Does that yes, mean? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. That, that would be well, an I mean, Xbox we, exclusive, wouldn't yes, it? Yes. Yes. That's, yeah, I even tweeted about that because I've been kind of keeping an eye on uh, what you guys have been talking about. So getting kind of pe- getting people excited about Quake. What they, what they did with Doom is amazing. That This comes to a super chat mm. from Dead Planet. says, how does it evolve Quake without Doom-izing it? 
And I've thought the same thing. Like, yeah. how do they make it not mm. just feel like... How do they differentiate it? Because they're... Okay. I played Quake in 96 on a friend's laptop. Mm. And yep. it feels very much like Doom from 93, right? I think mm. it's 92, 93. It does. They feel very similar. There's it, There's more detail. It's... Uh, there's it a more gothic like element to it. Yes, yes. I remember both... it being pretty much just as fast. I remember yes. it being that fast. I think you moved as um, quickly. It was very, very similar. So yeah. that is a good question. I, I don't know. I think, I think to differentiate it from Doom, I mean, obviously there's the aesthetic difference because Quake has that more gothic look to it. So visually it shouldn't be a problem making it look different. I think in terms of gameplay, they might just have to slow it down, I guess, and make it less intense. Give it not, don't make it survival horror, but give it more of that survival horror, I don't know, vibe. Um, just, I don't know. Because I don't, Doom because... is so different from Doom and Doom Eternal from 2016 and 2019 are so different from Doom 3, right? Yeah. Doom 3 is kind yes. of like the survival horror. Yes. You know, flashing, flashing dark lights. Yeah, so, John, yeah. what what are they going to do with Quake? Yeah, I've, I've bounced this one around, and a lot of people say, oh, you know, maybe get, get rid of the single player and have it be this arena thing. But I think any time they've tried to bring yeah. arena back, it's it's never landed quite right. I don't think it'd have any interest. They make really great single-player Doom-style games. But you're quite right. I think Dead Planet's on the nose. How do you differentiate Quake and Doom um, and aside from leaning into the more gothic elements, like what do you do from a gameplay perspective that isn't just, well, it's a fast-paced id shooter? It's it's tricky. And, hey, I'm no Slow game designer. So aside from, yeah, maybe maybe making the mechanics feel very different, you know, I, I honestly don't know. I'm intrigued to see if it's all true and we get a new Quake announced and, it you know, female protagonist, I think, was, was part of the mm. rumor. I mean, that's already a big statement and a step away from, you know, Doom Guy. Um, but but, <laughs> yeah. but what are the, what yeah. are they going to do beyond that? Like, is it going to be really story driven? Like, because I know Doom Eternal is, but like, come on, it's Doom. It's not like the greatest story in the world. And arguably, I think Doom Eternal went too far. And a lot of people are like, what is the story stuff? I don't care. I just want to shoot demons, right? So oh, I skip I, all the cutscenes. Yeah, so I'm intrigued, <laughs> I, I, but I don't I know what they can do really. I, I, and I want to find out. Impress me, Ed. I'm sure you will. Your games look amazing and run amazing. Like the engine is fantastic. I want to see. Is the Nine Inch Nails gun going to come back, guys? I hope so. I loved the nail yeah. gun, man, so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about Quake Champions? Uh, there's a couple of people in the chat who are asking about Quake Champions. Is like a game that never finished, I guess. Took off. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. I remember about 2016, I got a code for the beta, and I never heard about it since, really, or I guess it fell off my radar. So, is. Quake Champions, something that they were hoping to get off the ground? Because people are saying in, on Twitter when I was talking about Quake today that that's a big game that's already been on every platform, so mm. Bethesda will make it multi-platform. Nick? Mm, I, think, I think people people need to let go of this <laughs> multi-platform thing. Like, just please just accept that going forward... Everything that comes from Zenimax, new, everything new that comes from Zenimax will be Xbox and PC exclusive. I believe with the very, very odd exception of a Switch port here and there. 
but, but very, obviously Elder Scrolls, exception. the Elder Scrolls oh, will see, obviously I be multi-platform, right? You think no. so? No, I'm just, no. I'm just messed up. <laughs> no, I don't. I was just, I was just playing devil's advocate because a lot of people are like, just, yes, they'd be leaving the money on the table. Uh, guys. Oh, so does that me, mean Sony me... is leaving money on the table when they put Sunset Overdrive 2 only on PS5? Well, I mean, technically, yes, but does it matter? I mean, the the ends have to justify the means. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll remind the audience that, I, I swear, I mean, you guys see this a lot. <laughs> These fans are stuck in the mindset of, like, 2015 mm. and before, right? Where they don't see that Xbox is... I mean, a lot of Xbox games have been on PC in the past, before this all changed. Yeah. But... The Xbox is so much bigger than just that one console. They actually want you to play on an on a VS v, VCR Xbox One through game streaming <laughs> if you want yeah. to. Mm. And Phil said yep. a couple years ago, the best customer is the one that buys one console, and I'll tell you why he said that in a second. He says the best customer is one who buys one console and buys and keeps that as long as possible and buys as many games as they want on it and just enjoys it mm. for as long as possible. And that's because when Phil and his people sold you an Xbox One in 2013. They lost their butts on that piece of hardware. They want to make it up by you buying lots and lots of um, mm-hmm. lots of software and services and just enjoying the thing and getting the most out of it by playing games. And accessories. Because when you say, yeah, like they say, oh, I want to support Xbox and buy the Xbox One, then I'll buy the One X, and then I'll buy the Series X, and I'll, you know, I'll support. And, like, and they're like, yeah, every time we got to crank out a new one out the factory, it's costing us a little bit of money on that side of the business. Mm, mm, yeah. So yeah. this is why PlayStation is pushing to Steam. I think uh, Uncharted 4 is the next one to head there. Maybe. I don't know if this Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima rumor had anything tied with that game coming to Steam anytime soon? It might be a couple of years. But. I well, think they all will at some point. I think I think people need to accept that all those PlayStation games will make their way across to PC at some point. Um, but, like, that's why, I mean, it, we were saying on our podcast that, you know, the whole, because we had Jez Gordon on our podcast a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how they might put the xCloud app on Xbox One we also speculated maybe do they look at putting an xCloud app on 360? There's still plenty of active 360s out there. Yeah. Why not use that? Like they lost a lot of market share when they switched from 360 to Xbox One. Why not for those? And look, there may not be a lot of them, but for those few remaining 360 gamers, why not put xCloud on there as a type of retention plan? Yeah. So say, hey, you can play these newer games on your 360, but as soon as you're ready, buy a Series X or a or a Series S and get the native experience, you know, keep whatever accessories. Like, you know, it was great that they let you use your Xbox One controllers on Series X. Yeah. It's another oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's another great retention method to keep people in that ecosystem. It's it's really good the way they do it. Okay. Uh yeah, I was actually watching an old video talking about that it was possible that when you talk about the controller nick that it was possible that Mm. you could use your xbox one controller with the new scarlet uh like two years ago and it's just something Mm -hmm. we've come to expect Uh, el diablo has a question i think is going to go right for john and nick here he says hey colt love the videos and the streams this is from el diablo he says what's this about xbox acquiring indie studios do any of you know anything about indie studios Uh. being acquired 
Have you, have is, you that, been... is that because of our forum post? Yeah, it's because of the acquisition thread. Who's, who said that that would be a good thread to have? Did I authorize oh that thread? <laughs> I um, didn't. So um, I, I read a bit about this. I was catching up with, with the team at Xbox Era, and there's been a bit of moderation. So there's a, there's a couple of things to cover here. There's a couple of posters that have been saying things and the posts are there and I'm, I, I'm not going to paraphrase them because I can't remember all of them, but they've been making some claims, right? And, and then some people have been coming to us and go, Hey, why don't you like, you know, on Resetera have a verification process? And the simple fact is how can we possibly verify something without effectively saying, give us proof and you have to trust us that we won't tell anyone like, mm. so our, our, yes. our mantra instead is, yeah, okay, go ahead. You can say this, right? But, you know, moderation action will be taken on your account if you're full of crap. Like, so take take mm. it with a pinch of salt. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of acquisition talks going around. I don't think any of it, from our perspective, keep me honest here, Nick, has been around <laughs> indie studios. Like, when we say indie, indie's a really good catch for when When you say indie to me, I think, you know, the developers of The Ascent, and you know maybe the people that are making Somerville. I think small, very small teams. But when you say indie, you could also mean very large independent organizations. Organizations. Well, like yeah, yeah. You know, um, that's the. There's there's varying levels of indie. Mm. Um, like if if you if you if you're going by the strict definition of independent developer, then yeah, I mean IOI is indie, Asobo is indie. Um, there's there's a whole bunch of them that are indie, but then there's also the much much smaller teams. Is it Super Giant? Yep. That do Hades and that they're indie too, and they're a lot smaller than someone like a Sobo. Um, yeah. it, it just depends on the level you're talking about, really. Um, but there's a lot of. I mean, Sony's doing a lot of acquiring at the moment, aren't they? All, all yeah. the rumors were around Xbox acquiring, and it was Sony that came out and acquired a few studios. I'm going to call it wow. now. I'm going to call it now, and I can be wrong, right? This is just based on gut feel. I think I think there's going to be something this week from Microsoft Probably around this acquisitions. Week week. I, I think it's around acquisitions. Around acquisitions. Yeah. There's a there's a feeling in my gut, and it's funny when Bethesda was announced that morning. I was like, I was cruising Twitter as I do when I should have been working. And I saw that there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of American execs like Greenberg and Spencer and Jeff Rubenstein up and interacting and in a really feisty mood that morning. And I remember typing in our Discord, hey, I have feelings something's going down, and then the bombshell dropped, right? So I'm going to be just keeping an eye on Twitter tomorrow and this week and just seeing who's Well, I mean, we saw, we saw the deleted tweet from Chris Charla. Hmm. Where he congratulated yes. someone on an acquisition. No one knows who. He congratulated <laughs> someone. Maybe it was Sony. Um, Yikes! That ties into like your indie indie studio acquisition thread. Mm. Yikes! Like Chris Charla is the head of ID at Xbox. For ID at Xbox. Who might not know that, mm. but he's an amazing, amazing guy. So he deleted a tweet where he alluded to someone congratulating them for an acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. And I mean. Some people were like, oh, maybe he was congratulating um, a PlayStation. Sony. I'm like, but well, then why would he delete it? It's not like it didn't happen. Sony did acquire Nixes yeah. and they acquired Housemark and let's be honest, they've acquired Bluepoint. Um, <laughs> yes, they probably acquired Bluepoint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so, 
I don't know. So let's, uh, John, let's talk about, you think they might be talking about an acquisition. We were expecting to hear about an acquisition probably at E3, but it didn't Mm. fit into the format or the timing or wherever they were in the business part of that strategy. So is this something, let's just go on your prediction. Uh, and you can pretend you can save yourself from being written up by a crazy, <laughs> crazy journalists that are hungry for a news piece. Yeah, I just say what, Nick told what's me your, everything. What's your? <laughs> I blame it all on him. This is why and he gets was... all the he gets all the fanboy hate, and I just sit in the background smiling and being like, "What? I'm just there as the host." Um, I I I think there's a couple of things. Right, one they said the show would be 90 minutes, and it wasn't. It was like 83. Um, I I reckon it off. And yeah, well, and if you think about it, when an acquisition happens, there's usually what's called a letter of intent, right? And even the Bethesda acquisition, it didn't happen. They said, hey, the legal folks have agreed and we're going to do this. And they can mm. announce that, you know, and the legal stuff didn't didn't land for like nine months or however long it was, six months, something like that. Yeah, so, it was more like six, six or seven. So there's a part of me that thinks that there is definitely, and like, if you think about it, right up to the E3, they were like, yeah, it's going to be an okay show. Then it became, it's going to be a really good show. Then it became every insider in the Xbox sort of insider sphere. That's like a weird metaverse. I don't know what's going on in there. Maybe everyone's yeah. just, you know, it's telling each other things. We're, all, we're all in Discord DMs. Yeah, but it just exploded. And suddenly everyone was like, wow. But then I think Miles said very accurately, he said, I don't think uh, there's miles from Windows Central. He said, I don't think they're going to do any acquisitions. And the reason I don't think that is because tonally, this is the first time Bethesda are together as partners with Microsoft. It wouldn't work. And that is why I kind of think, and it's pure conspiracy theory. That's why I think that seven minutes was cut. And they'll give it a couple of weeks for the news cycle to die down. And we'll see something this month, I reckon. Could be wrong. That's my prediction. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's a good point. With with Miles, I was I'm thinking the same thing you were, John. That that wasn't something that I was thinking about when I was thinking about how this Bethesda Xbox E3 was going to go. I thought they could throw in these these acquisition announcements, and I realized it really isn't appropriate as looking at the way it goes. But Nick, let's talk about avalanche studios was heavily rumored to be a pickup for mm-hmm. xbox and then there was some yeah. documentation that came up this week talking about some partnerships or agreements and some uh, some crazy i don't know i saw some screenshots do you know what's going on or give us your give us your take no your i'm interested take. i'm interested to hear about these screenshots though what are these screenshots i saw something that just looked like some hires and partnership agreement type things. It's something that I scrolled by on Twitter. Oh, when I, was supposed to be working. I think I think <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I think someone pointed out that so there was a there was a new hire for Avalanche who was from Melbourne of all places. Um and okay. someone pointed out that it looks like Microsoft were helping Avalanche grow their studio. So people are now speculating well, why? Why would Microsoft be helping them grow their studio? Because they're working on one um, of their games. <laughs> no, I know, I get that, but like, <laughs> like, is that something you'd expect though? Like, in in the end, remember, Avalanche has already got a parent company. Yes. It why does. is Microsoft helping them grow their studio? Why isn't the parent company growing the studio for the game they're making? 
I guess that's where that talk is coming from. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that is uh, that is a little weird. So, I, I also think we could hear about these studio acquisitions at any time, and it could be toward the end of the year. Yeah. It could be the beginning of next year. We heard about rumblings. I'll tell a quick story about the Bethesda things. We heard about the rumblings for Bethesda six or eight months before it happened. What was it? Do you guys remember what the timeline was? I know well, we were all like, yeah, I remember we're doing this, right? But like weren't, the rumblings, weren't, weren't the rumblings all for Sony to be buying Bethesda? Yes. I swear that was all they, the articles. Yeah, yeah. yeah they and were that, for a little while. And I yeah, love. Yeah. I don't know if you've gone back through any threads where you see some of the some of the Sony camp being like, you know, you know, like this. And then when it reverse happened, that those same people were very, very cross. Um, yeah. So, the, but there was a point when there were rumors that Microsoft was. Remember the words were seriously considering buying mm. ZeniMax, and I remember anybody who's anybody would be like, "Nah, I don't know about that. That's a lot of money." My funny story is the night before the Bethesda acquisition was announced official, Nick's raising his hand. I love it. The night before <laughs> the the acquisition was official, I was on Xbox party chat with Dealer Gaming, Zocker, and Tim Dog and Rand. Like we're just we're doing those things where we're playing games. We're almost like doing this podcast. It's not airing for anybody. Yeah. And I was frustrated with because a year ago, Xbox was kind of slow to get rumbling. They did the Hellblade announcement, and things weren't really moving yet. And I was giving this rant to them. I'm like, you know, I don't even know if Xbox... This is horrible. I'm telling this on live, live on the air. But I was like, I don't even know if Xbox is even going to buy anything. Because we had heard before Mikey Barra left, who was one of their big heads at Xbox, mm, before mm, he mm. left, he had made complaints that Xbox wasn't really going to bring it and buy up big and make big games. Mm. They're interested in making little games for Game Pass. And he said that stuff behind the scenes, which he's later changed his whole tune on. But I was giving this rant to my friends on a private party chat saying, I don't think Xbox has the guts to do, you know, buy something <laughs> like this. I don't even know if they're going to do it. And my friends were like, whoa, calm down. And I said, well, I don't know what's going on. We haven't heard them do anything big. And I kid you not, that morning, I'm laying in bed because the news broke like 6 in the morning. I was about to get mm. up and I look at my phone. I'm like, what? Like, what? And I messaged my buddy, uh, Underachiever, who was, who was in the chat earlier. I said, what, 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 "What's going on?" And he goes, <laughs> yeah, and "I'm like windshield wipers on my glasses. What is going on?" He goes, "They bought Bethesda." I'm like, "For just for Game Pass or what?" He goes, "No, they bought Bethesda." And I look at Twitter. It's like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was, so, yeah. It was an went nuts." And yeah. like I know I've watched Xbox for so long and watched what they what they're doing and I knew they had they that maybe they could m spend that kind of money but it blew me away and I think it really shook the core of what gaming fans expect from Xbox coming in this mm. generation and wow <laughs> Yeah it, and, and I mean they've said they've said they're not done um I, I come on. Why were you raising your hand? Yeah. So I, I sent a DM to one of my people before the show. I said, "Oh, look, I'm going to be on Colt's show." I'm like, you know, can, can I yeah. say anything on Colt's show? Can I tease anything? Do it. Uh, look, I don't. I don't have details. I just. I said, look, because I've been. 
I've been exchanging some information. I've been showing screenshots of like that person from our forum who's been posting stuff. And mm-hmm. I may know a few things, but I said, look, what can I say anything on Colt's show? And this is the reply I got is it's acquisition season. Oh, okay. That's the reply okay. I got. Okay. It is ac- it's acquisition season. Yeah, it's coming. Um, it's coming. So, yeah. I, I suspect you will hear some things soon. Yeah. I, I mean, suspect. like, October is acquisition season, like we saw last year? Right well, now. Well, no. Well, more like now. Like, we're at the, oh, we're at the end slash start of the financial year. This is when a lot of that stuff gets done. Um, I mean, look at Sony. Sony just did three all at the end of financial year. Um, So, yeah, I I suspect we will be hearing some stuff soon. Yeah, it looks like my prediction's looking pretty strong right now. uh, Yeah, your prediction. Cole, I don't know if it's me being on your show, but there's a lot of people adding me on Xbox right now. And my, my PC is going, like, just getting oh, yeah, yeah. some people following. Let me, let me reset cool. real quick. Um, <laughs> this is the Xbox newscast podcast, or I call it Ask and See. Um, real quick, uh, hi to my brother, Kurt5150 in the chat. He's here. He says his son wants a XNC t-shirt, so I'm going to send one out to him. He's incredible. Um, we have over 1,100 people watching live. We're on Coldy Switch channel live with Special Nick and John Clark of Xbox Era. I'm having the time of our life because we are speculating. We're about to get into some spicy takes here in a second. If you're listening after the fact on demand, you might be doing it on YouTube or you're doing that via podcast platforms. I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, and Poly Pocket Podcast. I don't even know what Pocket Podcast is, but we're there. It's great. <laughs> um, Here's why, and, and hi to Paris in the chat, other Zinc, mm. uh, Violent Femme, amazing people. I could actually spend an hour reading these yeah. awesome people that Xbox show up in community. your podcast. Yes, they're amazing. I reach, I reach they out show- to Paris. Paris, we know you're watching. A few weeks' time, mate, come on. <laughs> yes, please. He, canceled, he canceled on the Xbox Era podcast because he got this gig. I don't know. It was yeah, no. Xbox. <laughs> as, if, as if, seriously, as if you cancel on. on our show. He canceled your Xbox show to do show. the actual that? official Xbox that? show. Oh, yeah, come out. on! <laughs> like I booked him, I booked him like a month in advance, and then I get ditched last minute for the Xbox E3 show. What's that? What's, up <laughs> oh What's that about? Like uh, to be That's fair, weak. come on! I can't. Gosh dang, he did that. a great job that doing that been, show. He if smashed I was, it. If I was there, yeah, was I would be like, uh, uh, games. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he was, he was so great. I would have prepped uh, bricks. So let's sure. talk about, if I can remember what subject we were on. Uh, acquisition season, baby. Acquisition, acquisition okay, season. Okay, so you remember. Thank you, thank you. So, John, you remember Jim Ryan said, no, 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 no. We, uh, we don't just throw money at, at, at our studios. We build them organically. Random. Right? Organically. He said that, and then, then he turned around and ate a ham sandwich. And then the next morning he goes, uh, we want to buy Blue Point and Housemark and Nixus. So. Nixus. Yeah, it was right. all very so, orga- organic, though. Very, very organic. Very organic. Did you guys know that mm. PlayStation has bought half of their studios? They didn't build yes. them from the ground up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They bought most of them. Yeah. So mm. let's talk about Housemark, great studio who's gone basically very. from blockbuster arcade game to their first foray into AAA. So their future is set as long as they mm-hmm. keep working with PlayStation. They 
they are probably buying buying Blue Point, which would you guys would probably think, right? They would be a remaster studio. They bring those old games and bring yeah. them into the future. Well, which if that's all well, they did, people would be super happy, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like Blue Point have always said they'd like to make their own game. Yeah, they've been pretty and awesome. they've shown that they're very technically capable. Um, oh yeah. And you know, Housemark, you know, we were saying on our podcast for the longest time that Returnal appears to be an audition for acquisition for Sony. You, like they went from making nothing but twin stick arcade shooters and Outland, which was also mm-hmm. twin stick, but a lot of people forget that Housemark made Outland, which was on Xbox Live Arcade as well as on PlayStation Three. Yeah. Um, so they went from making all these twin stick arcade games and then out of nowhere, they're making this third person over the shoulder twin narrative. stick arcade game. Yeah. Like it's, it was still but, a bullet hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, yes. They still had a lot of their traditional elements in it, mm. but you could see the obvious shift and where that was heading. Yeah. So I'd like to think that if like Nix's was clearly bought for tech support and for PC ports. So obviously that's a nod to them doing a lot more PC ports. I think Bluepoint, while they would probably use Bluepoint to do some remasters and stuff, I still think they would also let Bluepoint make a game as long as it's a Sony game. Like if as long Blue as it Point, ticks the boxes. Yeah, as yeah. long as if Bluepoint turned around and said, we want to make a, I don't know, graphic novel game like Dusk Falls. I would wager that Sony would be like, I know that is yeah, not what you will yeah. be making. I, I think that Blue Point will be allowed to make their own game as long as it fits what Sony would like, basically. I don't know how to wear that any differently. Do you, but Do you get that from Xbox? It doesn't seem like Xbox Game Studios says, nah, we don't no. want you to make a point-and-click adventure game. I, I get the no, opposite no, no. approach, but what yeah. works for Sony obviously works for Sony, right? I, yeah. Mm, th- there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things, right? Is like, We've said this before, like Sony games have a, a huge amount of polish. Like, you know when you're playing a Sony game um, and the, 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 the reason that they do so well um, and they are the Hollywood of the industry. And I think we were commenting about the use of the term director's cut is almost leaning into that ethos that that sony playstation seem to have is that you know these are events these are the summer blockbusters of gaming um and it works really well for them why would they change that until they start seeing it not work i find it moderately ironic perhaps that in an era where game pass exists and it's an article i'm I'm working on at the moment for xbox series in that microsoft have bought all these studios and they're all great and they've they've made it very public that they want to reach this triple a you know, first party game every quarter, right? I think was the phrase used in the press briefing before uh, E3. Um, and I think of a studio like Housemark making those really cool, really, really brilliantly done twin stick shooters and how well they would fit in that Game Pass world now, mm, you know, yeah, when they, yeah, when they, they had to go and, and go the other way because their games weren't selling on PlayStation anymore and they've gone this way now to, to reach this new level. And yet in, in this side of the fence, they would almost be really looked forward to on game pass but yeah. it's indies now these little games these are the lifeblood of what 
what we're playing. Like the AAA games will come and go, but it's the games that come every week, every couple of weeks on Game Pass that really keep me entertained. And Housemark probably would have been a really good fit for for that mm. kind of world. And it's you know it's a shame, but you know if you want to play their games, go buy a PlayStation. It's I, I do hope Sony still lets them, like grows them to maybe be if they're not already multiple team multiple teams and still let them do some of that stuff like yeah. dead nation i don't know if you ever played dead nation on playstation 3 it, they did a remastered or another edition on playstation 4 as well dead nation is one of the best twin stick shooters i've ever played um resogun at ps4 launch yeah, that's was great super stardust hd um i mean even that outland i got it on 360 even that's a good game like it I don't know if Outland came... Oh, no, it would have come after. It, it uses that similar uh, colour-switching mechanic or time-switching mechanic, whatever you want to call it, realm-switching mechanic that, like, Metroid Prime Echoes had or or whatever. You've got to switch your colour to be able to go into certain areas and all this. It was a really, really cool game, Outland. Um, and, it's yeah, Housemark make... Well. Yeah, uh, Housemark make great stuff. I just... I hope that Sony does still let them do some of what they always love doing. I hope. Well, yeah. I, I'm way out of like the, the realm on this one because I thought Returnal looked amazing because I love Next Machina in 2016. That's mm. a great game. It's like isometric, just a really great soundtrack, just has great quick action. And then I found uh, Returnal to be kind of a gate keeping game i i couldn't get past certain parts i'd go all the way back to the ship with a pistol and i'm like ah oh, this just isn't for me but mm, um, yeah they definitely didn't they, advertise it as a roguelite game like i would like returnal no. i would like their next game to be a middle ground between what they usually make and the push into returnal because there, you spend a lot of time walking around returnal waiting for enemies to destroy you but <laughs> <laughs> they're they're an amazing studio. Hey, uh, Faisal Sean says back to our Sea of Thieves. He says, a "Friend of mine bought Rage. Uh, my friend Rage bought Sea of Thieves on Steam because he couldn't get it to work on the PC Xbox app, which is that's super annoying." And they're still. I was just talking to Zocker eighty seven, who's a YouTuber. It was on RDX when I was on your RDX show. He said that they've got a, so much years of work to do on the yeah. windows pc side for their store to fix it because steam is so far ahead so that kind of goes back to what we we're talking about throwing their games on steam alleviates some of the uh, headache they have to deal with but yeah mm. yeah that's well, maybe windows 11 by. is the first step of that yeah i hope so and i haven't installed mm. it because uh, i'm not a crazy live on the seat of my yeah, pants I'm guy like John Clark. I'm, <laughs> you, you, I'm, I'm really glad. Like a minute ago, the mo- monitor just switched on and off again. And I thought the PC had died and I was about to freak oh, out. It, it's all okay. I'm still here. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll give my, I give a voice to some of our watchers here. They're great. King device says 23 million game pass subs as of 420. I believe he says he thinks when that 23 million, which I think is what you said, right, Nick? You said yeah. April, I, I was told I it, was it was just over twenty-two, close to twenty-three oh, right, yeah, back yeah. in April. So yeah, so they're well know, on their way to thirty, and those big games haven't dropped yet. Uh, yeah, st- staying on the PlayStation side of the things, Brett Bingham says the Sony tax equals a nine-hour banger gameplay tax. Oh come on! Uh, I think I've got <laughs> twelve hours at least in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and I'm on the last level or so. 
So you, you got quite a bit of gameplay there. Yeah. Radimus Cisco says, paraphrase, if you're an Xbox gamer, I wanted to let you know... <laughs> oh, God. Sorry to kill him. That this is about making great exclusives that will be available where Game Pass exists. Uh, so he's quoting Phil. That's where... Well, I think yeah. he's probably sent that when we were talking about Elder Scrolls coming to <laughs> yeah. Xbox as an exclusive. Brett Bingham's got one, another one. Colt, Microsoft is laying low right now to respond to Sony's clapback of acquisitions. They're waiting so they can control the hype narrative. John, you think that they're laying low and waiting for that little news to die down about... I, th- I think it's going to be a tectonic Tuesday. That's what I think. I think tomorrow is going to be an <laughs> interesting day. I, I, re- I don't know why. I don't know why. It's not going to be today because uh, it, it was a holiday for everyone in the US, right? Everyone's, everyone's enjoying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, Monday news would be pushed more to tectonic to Tuesday. Week. Yeah, maybe so, that's why it's more likely to be next week. Just to yeah, get you might be right. Clear of the holiday. Yeah. Um, Nick, how are John's gut feelings and uh, hairs on the stand up on on his arm? His, how are how are those his, normally? His gut, his gut feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His name's Nick. He lives in Australia. Uh... <laughs> yeah, his gut oh fe- his gut feelings are about the same as my track record. <laughs> My my tag on my own forum is forever in Nick's shadow, so that gives you an indication of how I okay. how I feel about life. Okay. Well, let's keep talking yeah. about new games because the next one we're going to talk about is the ever present weekly pop up of the next Kojima banger coming to the mm. Xbox platform. Mm. We'll start with you, Nick. Tell us everything you know, all your insider information, and uh, code it with uh, <laughs> taking you the green thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always there's always lots of salt, and there's plenty of forums that can provide it. Um, now, the Kojima, like obviously Jeff Grubb, uh, has been keeping us all abreast of the situation with Kojima. Um, yeah, uh, apparently that's getting a lot closer now. Uh, a, li- a letter of intent doesn't guarantee anything. Um, it effectively means, I, I think, maybe we should get Richard Hogan. Um, it, it effectively oh, yeah, yeah. means that both, I think both parties have agreed to everything and now it sits with lawyers to go through the finer yeah. details. I think, I think that's what... It's about, it's about of much shell of it, yeah. The, the, the granular detail is now being worked out, you know, budget, time, you know, can Kojima hire... 23 Hollywood actors to carry a baby <laughs> around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, so they're going to do just, something. You know, John, I just, does, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I, sorry, I was going to say, because what had been said, I think, was that a, a lot of people were looking at what Jeff Grubb said, which they thought intimated more of a partnership as opposed to a specific game. Okay. What if... What, what if... And I think, I don't know if this is just misreading the tea leaves or whatever it is, but I just wonder if the reason it was announced as a partnership, is it because there's more than one game? Meaning, and maybe that's why. So a lot of people have interpreted what Jeff Grubb said as, well, they didn't announce, they're not talking about a game specifically or a deal for a game. It's more, it's more like a partnership or a deal or something like that. Yeah. And I just wonder if, is that because there's more than just one game? 
Maybe or, Kojima, maybe the partnership is for Kojima to make multiple games, or maybe the partnership is for Kojima to do something. I don't know if episodic is the right word, but I don't know. I just it could just be that it's more than one game, and that's why it was it, it was talked about the way it was. So it's not like a a an agreement to make the next Metal Gear uh, for Xbox. It's more like something we may see in six or eight years as they just sit down with <laughs> Kojima and he he builds a game with the money they give him. That's yeah. Really I, I weird. think it. I think it could be a case of here you go, you've got access to our cloud, you've got access to our publishing team, you've got access to whatever it is. Let's make you know your dream. A few things, you know. Don't just maybe make that small dream project you wanted to make, but then also make that cloud thing you were going to do with Google, and then also go and make. You know, here, go and make whatever PT was going to be and just don't call it Silent Hills. Call it something else, which is what I'd like him to do personally. Because <laughs> um, PT was comes, amazing. But this comes off of, like, I swear a week before, the PlayStation guys were sure that there was, like, this blue box rumor that Kojima uh. was making a Silent Hill thing, getting ready to do a partnership with PlayStation, and now it's flipped to where it looks more plausible that Kojima is working with Xbox. I, I love you guys are shaking your heads <laughs> as I say this, but I'll remind the it's... chat and anybody who's watching that ever since the PlayStation was invented, half of those games that Kojima has made have released on an Xbox. The other mm-hmm. half have been PlayStation yeah. exclusive, and some have released on plate on uh, Nintendo consoles. So. It is not impossible that Kojima would make a game that would go to Xbox. It is sound a little strange that the, for the first time ever, a Kojima game could be exclusive. John, what yeah. do you think? The, the reason we were both shaking our heads is there was a bit of a rant <laughs> when we when we spoke about this on the weekend because we I think that the nutshell was like what, is, especially with the blue box stuff, it's like what is wrong with people? Like, mm. talk about like that, those poor developers. Yes, they made a terrible choice in even joking, or even hinting and like sucking up some publicity in in trying to maybe suggest subtly. But there was like a string of just bad coincidences with his name being like tra- and like gamers. If you're taking someone's name and sticking it in a translator and working out that it means the same thing in you know in, in Japanese Yikes. or whatever, like. Go, go outside. Go have a walk. Have an orange. Like I don't know, but it's... his initials are even the same. Oh, his initials are HK. His initials I... are HK, and I think, like, and the thing is, I don't think he did anything. Like, people started like after that abandoned game was announced, everyone else started doing all the digging and saying, "Oh, yeah. this studio hasn't done or said anything for like years," and their website directs here and. This, and like they were just coming up with some insane stuff, all because it all stemmed from the way they revealed and marketed Metal Gear Solid Five. You know how they had Moby Dick Studios, that fake studio that yeah, they talked yeah. about. Oh, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Was it the guy uh, with the bandaged Kojima, face? Yes, there was the guy. They interviewed that guy with the bandaged face, which I think was some it fake was dude or engine. CG dude. Yeah, I can't yeah. even remember. It was so long ago. And they made up a name of a fake studio called Moby Dick Studios and all this sort of stuff. And it was all, I guess, an AR... What is it? Is it an ARG, they call it? Yeah, yeah. What do they call it? Augmented reality game. No, no, no. The, the, 
no, no, no. The those viral marketing campaigns. Yeah, it's augmented reality. It doesn't game doesn't mean in on the screen. Like I love I love bees was Halo Two. Yeah, augmented yeah, yeah, yeah. reality. Like, I love bees. And it was sort of like one of those for Metal Gear Solid 5. So people started thinking it was another one of those, but for Silent Hill. Yeah. Um, and the Jeez. poor guy had to like make videos saying that, no, 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 I'm a real person. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just making my own game. I'm not, I don't know Kojima. I'm not making Silent Hill. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we found out that basically Bloomer was making Silent Hill. That was a terrible. Yeah. Now... Is that does that hold some weight there? I know Miles Dompier of Windows Central has talked about Bloober making Silent Hill, and it's going to be fantastic. Medium wasn't yeah. my type of game. Uh, I, I got to read I this super that. chat real quick because it made me laugh while you were talking about Kojima con- uh, conspiracy theories. One Bad Mother says, The Xbox era co-founders sound so smart. John cheats with the British accent, and Nick, by announcing he saved a bunch of money switching to gaming to Game Pass. So, um... <laughs> John I love one bad mother. Accent. It's true. I cheat. It's how I. It's how I have any credibility at all, really. Um, yeah. I'd actually like to hear your American accent. That would. Be, I can, uh, I can uh, do a, a variety of American accents. I, let's I let's I... hear. Well, uh, Hybrid Havoc says Game <clears throat> Pass for less than the price of this message. Can you say that in your American accent? Uh, <laughs> well, wait, wait. I'm trying to find the super chat. What was the What was the phrase? Game Game Pass for less than the price of this message. Oh man, I'm going to really embarrass myself now. Game okay. pass. No, no. I, I, if I'm going to do one, I'll do like a a southern drawl. Uh, let, All right, go so for let, it. let me let me get it. And I'll, I'll pop up in a sec. I'll tell you what. I'll read the next super chat that I see <laughs> in that voice. Uh, there's one from Jason. If you can see it, he's asking Nick something, and and it actually be pretty good because you can make fun of Nick at the same time. If you okay, can see hang, it. hang on. Give me a, give me a moment. I, I, me a moment. Another friend, I think this is another friend of mine too. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Do it. Nick, I'm seeing a few extra gray hairs. Uh, perhaps one too many leaks from predictions. There you go. That's my southern drool. Oh, my gosh. It was almost like do. Arthur Morgan. Oh, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. Oh, Nick, I'm seeing some extra gray hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's weird. I used to live in in Sunnyvale, San Francisco, when I was a kid, and uh, yeah. I came very close. My little brother was born out in the U.S., uh, and I came very close to having an American accent and being all like, "Mom, can I go play on the grass?" And it's like, "Oh, oh God, thank good. God that didn't happen to me." You know, like, Violet Flame says, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> you sound almost like Elvis when you did that." Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> there was a bit of Elvis about it. Well, you know, it's funny. When we talk about accents, it's so funny that we we always think there's one or two types of English accents, but knowing talking to different people from around different parts of the UK, there are different oh, English accents all mm. over different boroughs and regions. And then, yeah, okay, yeah. then you hear the guy do an English accent, but he sounds more like he's Australian, who would like Nick. Accents mm-hmm. are hilarious. Uh, we have a good time with them. And <laughs> I just think I just keep going back to when you get to do a podcast like this, we get to talk to people from all over. It's amazing yeah. just how different we are. And gaming is that one thing that we can agree and disagree on. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Opinions are varied. <laughs> yeah. They're very, yes, very. So, uh, prof JJJ says, and the super says, what is the biggest acquisition we can expect Xbox to make in the near future? And why is it valve? 
Oh, this is, <laughs> this is gonna be an awful awesome foot. Uh, I, I don't think it'll one? be Valve. Yeah. I don't think it'll be Valve. Um, having said that, uh, I don't think it's a secret. At least I'll probably find out soon. I don't. I don't think it's a secret that Microsoft's also looking at publishers. Like I don't think they're just looking at studios. I agree. Um, they'd be looking at publishers too. And so, they've proven that. They've proven well, that yeah, already. They they bought one last year. <laughs> so yeah, they they'll be I, I, looking at publishers as well as studios. And this is the thing, right? And I've I've said this before, but this is this is I think Colt, you said it earlier in this podcast. You're like people are in that 2015 mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and and this is like a, a mantra for me at this point is people have to understand uh, Microsoft aren't playing garage band xbox anymore that occasionally gets you know a couple of bucks thrown at them from the windows division they are azure office windows xbox core pillar of the business be treated with just as much respect because gaming is the biggest entertainment industry on the planet if they can they've already got the tools the developers the hardware the the ability and by moving it to cloud phil spencer's very cleverly pivoted it to be in satya's wheelhouse we have never seen since the Xbox OG Xbox launch with Bill Gates on stage. We've never seen a CEO stand there and go, I'm all in on gaming. We're going to spend a ton of money. People have to get used to this. This isn't, this isn't PlayStation versus Xbox. This is, this is Xbox wanting to be at the very top of their game. And it's, it's going to be a, a ride over the next couple of years because people aren't ready mm. for it. It's going to be a lot mm. of butt hurt out there. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I, I agree. They aren't ready for it. Uh, Nick, let me uh, set up this one for you to spike over the net. Recently, <laughs> Phil Spencer said that now, now, Game Pass <laughs> is sustainable and profitable and that they can make enough money to continue pumping that into games and uh, the whole cycle, which probably means... Yeah, acquire yeah. studios, acquire publishers. Did you hear this quote? I think this was the one. Somebody correct us that the the other one he said about Game Pass numbers was not on Podcast Unlocked, but this was on Podcast Unlocked where he said, before they weren't profitable, now Game Pass is profitable. So, Nick, wow. take it away. Tell us what in the heck that means. Well, I mean, you have to take him at his word, don't you? Because if, if like, there's obviously been a lot of speculation about that for a long time, and we've even had, I think it was either Tom Warren or Brad Sams, we'll have to ask Tom if he said it, um, where he was of the belief that it's not profitable at the moment. But without knowing without knowing how Microsoft is measuring that, then how can anyone really do anything other than speculate? Um, right now, Game Pass is in 100% growth mode. So everything they're doing is going towards growing Game Pass, even if that means spending a ton of money to do so. Um, that's that's what I'll, most of these, if not all of these studio acquisitions are about. It's about feeding Game Pass. So that it's working. They, they, they want to grow it to a point where it's making enough money that it just keeps funding more. Like, it's, it's literally the Netflix model. Um, but with, obviously, the difference, like Netflix partners, I think, with a lot of... Um, movie studios whether it's like a paramount or a warner brothers or whoever it is obviously with microsoft it'll be less partnering and more using their own studios and acquiring 
Um, but right now, like they're just doing everything they can to add value to Game Pass to increase the subscribers of Game Pass. Yeah. Um, you know, to, by the end of this year, we'll be seeing Ubisoft on there as well. Um, at most likely no extra charge. So you'll have EA Play on there. You'll have Ubisoft on there as well as Microsoft on there. All for the same price that you're already paying now, which is you kind think of you place coming? You think about it. I mean, I th- I, well, I, know I assume you know no, what no, it is. I know it is. No, no, no. Wow. It's, it, That's going to be it, huge. It is. It's coming at either November. I believe it's November or December. It's supposed to be coming. That's when you think um, we'll hear about it officially. Like, that's a big get, well, too. Yeah, because a lot of people thought maybe maybe it would be announced at E3, but uh, I feel I mean, that's like, like a $10 it, a month or $15 a month service. Like, does Xbox acquire that for like two bucks per... I, I don't even know how that I works. I want to uh, say... I'm, I'm not too sure. The, the deal I was told about back in January, which we mentioned on our podcast, was that it was initially for like a vault-style thing, like yeah. EA's vault. Um, I don't know if it had any branding or anything back then. I think it has probably gained some branding since then. When we saw that leaked survey that talked about Ubisoft Plus Lite, Ubisoft Plus Basic, Ubisoft Plus. Mm -hmm. So I've got a funny feeling they've been working on branding for that vault since then. So if that's that's the case, we'll probably get a Uplay Plus Lite, which is just older Ubisoft games straight into Game Pass. Um, yeah, and don't forget, guys, like when you go into your Game Pass, don't forget to go down one category down to the the EA Play thing, and yeah. you've got a whole bunch of other games to add from your collection. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. So, so I, don't know if I, is, yeah. I don't know if I said this in the beginning of the show, but uh, a follower gave me a one-month code for Game Pass. I think I'm – I can't remember if yes, I said it. you did it. mention it. You did. Okay. You did mention right it. Right at the beginning. One of my moderators is going to drop that code in, so uh, if anybody's quick enough to – you know, control C, control V, and it's just one month. But yeah, it's something you can give to nephew, younger brother. Just use for yourself and tack it on. I think you should be able to tack it on to what you pay for. Uh, they're going to drop it in the chat. It will be Happy Bomb is one of the moderators, so we'll drop that in uh, if that can happen. But yeah, it'll be your twenty-five uh, digit code. There's no character missing, and uh, this person says they have a few of them, so I might just do that just to kind of get those off their hands and get people. Uh, into the Game Pass subscription model. So um, I, I, I can't remember what we were Paris. talking about before you brought up what did, what did Paris say. Paris, uh, going to tweet that Nick confirms Ubisoft Plus coming next. <laughs> oh, Look, oh, it's you're funny. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not scared. Like we said it back in January on the rumor mill. We said I can confirm Ubisoft's games are coming to Game Pass. The only thing I didn't know, like a lot of people were like, is it Ubisoft Plus? And at the time I wasn't told it was Ubisoft Plus. Um all I was told was that it was like a vault style thing. Now the branding of that might become Ubisoft Plus Lite or Basic or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, all I was told was that the deal is for a vault style thing with Ubisoft's games on Game Pass, but that won't be till the end of the year. I'm, I'm watching the chat now, and I'm like, you know what? Uh-oh. If you people were watching our podcast, this wouldn't be such a surprise to you because we said this six months ago. So I don't know why everyone's so surprised <laughs> about right. it right now. It's it's yeah, but it's um, a... it's oh, okay. Yeah. It's funny. It, lethal think... lethal's lethal's holding down the chat. He's doing a really good job because Obi, one of the other guys, isn't been in here. So lethal's got 
five or six arms taking care of you, everything all at once. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, we've we've got this uh, code coming in here any second. But wow, that's. Uh... I think what it was was a, a lot of people were expecting maybe that Ubisoft would be announced at E3. Yeah, and I had never heard that. The only reason I would not assume that they'd announce something like that too early is because if you think about it from Ubisoft's perspective, if they announce publicly, yep, Ubisoft's got Ubisoft Plus Lite coming to Game Pass, where we have a vault with all our older games coming, wouldn't that tank Ubisoft's game sales between now and the end of the year? So you've yeah. got, wouldn't it? Like if, if potentially. potentially. Like on Xbox, at least, yeah. Well, okay. yeah, it, on Xbox, that's what I mean. Obviously, EA pl- does EA lose game sales by whatever games they have in there? Uh, Paris no, is no, saying no, kind of the same about... thing. He lines up with us. He's like, he, Paris says, I don't have any sources, but Ubisoft coming to Game Pass is smart business for both of them, for Xbox and Ubisoft. So, yeah, 100%. I think what we're seeing is these publishers and these platforms, even PlayStation, understanding that. Just selling the game at sixty or seventy dollars is not the only way to go, and they're seeing this uptick of success in a service. It's like it's just one of those things. Like we don't have the we don't have the the privilege of looking at like the the reds and greens and all the pie charts and everything that somebody in the back end of Xbox would see, but they're looking at those numbers and going, you know what, this works. So we're kind of giving the games away. We've got residual revenue stream coming in every month. Uh, let me let me punch out some numbers. I'll pull totally out of my rear end, but I think it's a, it's a, what I'd call a guesstimation. So if there's 23 million, and I think you guys might agree with me, if there's 23 million Game Pass subscribers right now, yep. mm. I would say about 12. This is kind of weird, okay? I would say about 12 million of them are full price payers. The other may be using like the uh, upgrade for a year or two, the exchange rate, Mm -hmm. right? So you could at least say 10 million are paying about $10 a month. So if you do that math, which I did it earlier and it's on my phone, I'm not even going to fetch it, but it's like, let's say it's 1.5 billion they're bringing in. So with Phil Spencer knowing all these people are coming in, they're investing money, Game Pass is finally turned over uh, out of the red. It's crazy. It's it's a revenue Mm. stream that no one's ever had the nature of enjoying and uh, i think that's why john and nick are sitting here with me tonight talking about xbox buying more studios and not just buying studios but buying publishers that are in charge of bringing studios games to the masses it's it's totally amazing Mm. we've got 1200 people watching live we are we've been going here for a little bit we've got i think one more thing to talk about let me see if i've got any other uh any other great people who have said some things? Let's see here. Holy smokes, I went up too high. Um, <laughs> blast, blast the Bass says, They took your gerbs. <laughs> <laughs> they took your gerbs. <laughs> Brett Bingham says, Colt, $136 billion is great money for acquisitions, especially for well-known publishers. Some have announced, but undefined partnerships with Microsoft. And then he does little side eyes. So uh, <laughs> I think... Uh, I am one of those guys that says, hey, don't, don't celebrate sales. Sales, sales, sales. But um, do celebrate, like Shinobi said on Twitter today, all three of these platforms are doing phenomenal. It's a good time yeah. to be a customer. Mm. Yep. It's absolutely great. Yeah, it's, it's, it like, we talk about all, all this Ubisoft acquisition. and Well, not acquisition, sorry. Misspeaking. Um, don't get excited, people. Um, but we talk about them coming onto the, onto the vault or onto Game Pass. And, you know, Paris popped up in the chat. He said it makes good business sense. A lot of people 
expel this fear that you're going to have a hundred different uh, subscription services. And indeed, we kind of saw that attempt, right? We saw EA Play launch and EA Play Pro and Ubisoft Plus. And but the the reality is, a there's not meant that many publishers that can do that, and b even those publishers arguably don't make enough games to justify uh, a monthly subscription. And that's that's the crux. And I think that's why you've suddenly seen EA Play not go out the window but join forces with Game Pass because as a first party, as a trillion dollar company that can invest in the medium, Microsoft can facilitate a worthwhile subscription service. And I think that's why it's resonated with so many people. That's why it's gone nuts, aside from a really great Twitter mm. team that run that account. Um, oh, yeah, they're great. They're great. They are fantastic. Oh, that's interesting what you said about, uh, about EA going to the wayside. I, I don't know. I think that's the word you used. Because if you think about it a couple of years ago, I wasn't really paying attention to the EA subscription service. On PC, you had some first launch games. But yeah. on console, I, I think maybe they weren't making really, maybe they weren't making a lot of money. And if Xbox comes in and says, look, here's how much we're willing to give you to dump into Game Pass. You're going to get a bunch more people playing your games. All their games are micro, microtransaction heavy. So EA's like, that's the funny thing when we talk about going into Game Pass. Like, oh, the poor developers. But they've seen the money. Like they, yeah. Satya goes here, and uh, well, Sarah Bond, amazing Sarah Bond's like here is the money, and they, and that's why they're in Game Pass because it makes sense, and we are the beneficiaries of that. Yeah, let's get out of Game Pass because mm. we'd be a we'd be a meme if we talked about Game Pass for an hour and a half. <laughs> yes, let's, we would. Let's talk about let's talk about one last thing. Phil Spencer said that Halo Infinite is not. Make or break <laughs> havoc says that Cole used to just get paid to mention Game Pass. No, I didn't. Phil <laughs> no, Spencer said that Halo Infinite. When, when I get animated, my earbud like pops out. <laughs> <of my ear. laughs> um, it's like Phil <laughs> Spencer said that Halo Infinite is not make or break. Well, we'll start with John. What does he mean by that? We've talked about this a little bit this past Ooh, couple of days. Man, um, okay, so it's a, deep um, discussion. it's a deep discussion. Paris knows this if he's still in the chat. He said things on Twitter and it ruffled some feathers, right? Um, in that, uh, Halo Infinite, and I, I'm paraphrasing you, Paris, so please uh, forgive me if I misquote you here, but something along the lines of it can't just be a good Halo claim, it can't be, oh, a, yes, you know, it can't be, yeah, okay, yeah. that was fine, it has to be a phenomenal Halo game. It has to be a phenomenal game in its own right. It has to, you know, hit that triple A banger status that, uh, you know, is so lauded on the, on the blue side of the, the gaming world, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I could talk about Halo a lot. I, I, you know, oh man, I have to, I have to think about what I say here. So there's a couple of things I will say. I've had the pleasure of doing some events with Microsoft for both the Master Chief Collection launch and Halo 5's launch, awesome. um, which was fantastic. And, you know, I got to meet a lot of the developers. I got to meet uh, a lot of the marketing team. It's how I arguably kind of worked with Nick to start Xbox Zero was those relationships. And I've done a lot of map building in Halo 5, working direct with the 343 Sustain team. Every single interaction I've had with everyone from Frank O'Connor um, to the community leaders like Unishek um, and some of the Forge Sustain team back in Halo 5, every single interaction, those guys live, breathe, and care about what Halo is to so many different people across the world. Right? And I am a big Halo fan. I'm a Halo nerd. I'm wearing a Forge t-shirt right now. Let's see um, it. And 
<laughs> yes, I, I kind of I understand the sentiment that Paris has said. Sorry, this is going to be a slightly longer rant than I planned. I understand the, the the sentiment, and I kind of as a as a pure based consumer, being selfish, I kind of agree with it. Halo Five, great multiplayer, iffy single player. Although looking back, the actual level design was okay. It was the story that was naff. Halo Four, great yeah. story, terrible multiplayer. And there's the there's this sentiment out there that you know when you've taken a franchise from a developer as lauded and loved as Bungie and you've tried to make it your own and you've succeeded here, but failed there and succeeded there and failed here. There's this kind of this, this split across the Halo community, but I guarantee you there are Halo folks out there that absolutely love four and five and don't care about three, two and CE. They never played those. They grew up on four and five. Um, so no, no fan can be 100% correct. But when I look at what Halo Infinite is, it's what the dream of CE was. It's like Halo 3 and Halo 5 had a weird baby. And the way I look at the multiplayer is, is it's kind of like that, right? It's straddling this world of being a Halo-ass Halo game. And as a Halo fan, that's fine by me. Will it please every critic? Will it get 95 Metacritic? Probably not. I, I have zero doubt that it will get that high up. Do I care? No. I know it's going to tick the boxes for me. So you know, it depends yeah, on how invested went- you are. In, in yeah, that story scores. would have to like, would have to bring you to your knees emotionally. I think um, they're going to do good. All those, I don't, I don't know if Halo, Halo has kind of done that. Some of the parts of the story have like really hit mm. you emotionally. Uh, but I think to get it in the ninety Metacritic, you have to have great gameplay, great visuals, great feel, and then you have to have a story that that stays with you uh, and resonates with you emotionally. Yeah. Paris in the chat I, says, I don't agree with yeah. what Phil said about Halo, but there's no way mm. he could have said anything else. And I'll give my opinion real quick before I take it to Nick, is that my take from Phil saying that Halo isn't make or break, my take was simply the Xbox platform has, is too big and too broad and bigger than it's ever been for one game even as big as Halo to be the make or break for the platform. That was where I took from his statement. But I want to hear from Nick what you think about Phil making that statement when Ryan McCaffrey says, is this make or break for the Xbox was it, platform? Was he saying make or break for Xbox or make or break for Halo? For Halo, I believe is the quote. Is it make or break I for the franchise? I thought it was make or break for Halo. Yeah, yeah, for, for the franchise of Halo, not Because I was going to say that I, I, Paris took the words out of my mouth. Like, I think Infinite, whether Phil likes it or not, is make or break for Halo. Like, Phil has to say it's not make or break. But the simple fact is, like, they also thought that last July's demo was fit for public showing. And then a month later, they delayed it after saying it wouldn't get delayed. So they're going to say all all these people, whether it's Phil, Jim Ryan, whoever, Phil Harrison, whoever you want to say, they're all going to say the things they need to say at the time they need to say them. So yeah. they're obviously going to say that Halo Infinite's not make or break for Halo. Fact is, it kind of is. Um, <laughs> Halo 4 was a big change from Bungie's, some good, some bad. Halo 5 was even more change again, and despite sitting at 84, is viewed as a bad game. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sitting at the same kind of scores that Spider-Man is and Ghost of Tsushima so is, but... It? I know, but apparently Halo. I mean, Halo Four was games. really well liked, though, but not Five. Yeah. The the can see yeah. this is the thing. Halo 4's campaign was liked, but its multiplayer was just 
hated. Oh, yeah, sorry. Halo 4's multi was... Where Halo 5 switched, Halo 5's campaign yeah. was hated, and it's multi... I, I, I still play Halo 5 multiplayer five Halo years 5 later, six years awesome. later. It's okay, great. Well, do, you guys think, do you guys think that there's going to be a middle ground? Because it seems like people are... look. They're really hopeful of the Halo's multiplayer. It's looking really promising right now, mm, right? It is. From what we've seen, it it's is. looking really good. Uh, and um, then the open world aspect... Hopefully, the story looks a little bit Look, better from what we saw at E3. So, do you think that they might actually hit both this time instead think, of being so lopsided? I, yeah. I am nothing if not consistent, whether that's good or bad. <laughs> and I, I have said all along that everything I have observed of Halo is that they are doing the things that I wanted them to do. Yeah. Um, I found some old posts of mine on an old forum where I predicted what halo infinite would be i called it halo 6 back then obviously because we didn't know it was called Mm -hmm. infinite but i said i said i think that what 343 should do is make infinite the star wars episode 7 of halo yeah the soft basically which is basically what they've done i i i said star wars episode 7 is simply star wars episode 4 but in like (laughs) They just sort of episode seven. Well, you got it. We're talking Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Force Awakens is just basically a remake of A New Hope. Gosh, Uh, it's basically a remake of A New Hope. Okay, yeah, you're right. That's what they should do with Halo. Just sort of reimagine or remake the E. Yeah, which is what it is. It's back on a Halo ring. Um, There's the focus on the the. The gameplay and it looks like the story is going to be more isolated. Um, there's a lot more CE about this game than there has been since CE. Yeah. So it would be hypocritical of me to say I don't like what I'm seeing out of Halo Infinite when they're doing literally everything I asked of them. So yeah. and people... I think it'll be really, really good. But whether yeah. it does or not is another ball game. And people people often focus on the graphics more than anything else. We saw that yeah. Yeah. with with Craig and the the twenty twenty reveal. And yeah, don't know what happened there. Um, game development is really hard, and I imagine that they probably thought, "Oh, this will be okay," and then it wasn't, and it just yeah, it just spiraled. And look, kudos to the Microsoft leadership folks for being like, "Yeah." We're not going to stop the console launch. We're not going to force them. Old Microsoft would have forced that game out the door, bugs and all, and you would have paid for it. New Microsoft's like, okay, here's another year. Go have fun. But the thing, and this is an interesting question for you, Colt, because this is something we've discussed when we talked about Halo, is uh-huh. you, you think about, you think to these AAA bangers, right? Because when you see all these review scores um, lauding how great the campaign is, because that's primarily what it's going to focus on, right? They'll talk about the multiplayer, but it's just a tick box to most reviewers. And I find that odd, right? Because when you pay, if, you, if you're buying the game and you pay $60 and you get Halo Infinite, and you get Halo Infinite co-op campaign for four players, split screen. You get mm. Halo Infinite. Oh, he's got to go, but I'll carry on for the rest of the people talking. <laughs> you get Halo Infinite campaign, co-op split screen, forge mode, theater mode, full multiplayer Maybe suite. going to reset my sound. <laughs> big team battle and everything else. Is this, if you, you'll, see, you'll sound completely failed. But yeah, you get all that and it's $60. And they'll go, oh, the campaign was a, a bit less great. So 80 metacritic and i think that's just weird like there's no acknowledgement of the additional size of the package that you get for your money Mm -hmm. and you know the bang for buck so to speak yeah Um, 
But that's, I, I that's, that's the world we live in now. That's why, like, Infinite, like I said, despite what Phil said, Infinite is make or break for Halo. Because if if Infinite's not a smash, and yes, it may not be fair that that's the pressure they're under, but you could argue that that's pressure they put on themselves. Um, it, it Unfortunately, whether they like it or not, it is make or break for the franchise. If Infinite's not great, then even if Microsoft does keep making Halo games, which they probably won't for a while because I think there's a long-term plan for Infinite. Yeah. yeah. Um, will it be relevant? Infinite, Infinite could be the one that sort of, I, I guess, could be the straw that breaks the camel's back and just sends the franchise to irrelevance. I don't think it's going to I think three to play. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if it will or not. I'm just saying that if it's not a smash... Yeah. Then that could be the um the breaking point for the franchise. That's I all. think I think the better question to ask is in today's Microsoft Xbox world, is Halo the Xbox game anymore? Is it the, the biggest game on Xbox? Is it the one that everybody's Maybe gonna not. play? Maybe not anymore. Maybe it's not. It's a different world. I mean they looks like it's Forza this... Horizon now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well they have this ten year <laughs> plan which means like people are incredulous that Halo. Sorry, I had a. Um, I'm got these earbuds and they were kind of going off and on left and yeah, right. I could, I could and hear like, myself. And like, <laughs> well, I, I turned on my stereo so I could hear you guys until I got it sorted. It's like I'm trying to be calm and collective, cool, Colt. And then when when <laughs> something's going wrong, I'm like, it? oh my gosh! <laughs> Even though like you guys are totally cool to talk to, the chat is totally uh, forgiving, right? But I want it. I want it a good show. I want everything to go off without a hitch. But mm-hmm. I did hear what you guys are saying, but. Like Halo has this ten-year road plan, roadmap, and when you think about it, how long has Destiny been going? It's been going on for like six years or seven years already, and that game is super popular but not highly rated. Um, So, Mm. I when Phil kind of says that they have this long-term plan, he doesn't think that. I guess Phil might be assuming if Halo Infinite comes out and it's an eighty-three or an eighty-two Metacritic. It doesn't mean that 343 is going to go, well, we tried. I guess we can't make a Halo (laughs) game. Um, And I don't think they should do that. And I also don't know if it's a smart idea to push Halo into a different studio at this point. But like what John knows about 343, they're they're really great. There's just some things they have to get right. And it's not the Xbox fan in me, strictly speaking. I just feel like they've learned some lessons and I can kind of see it right now. So I'm expecting mm. some great results for Halo Infinite. I'm sure you guys yeah. probably are too. Yeah, I, I think, really I think it'll be really good. good. I think yeah. it'll be a really, really good game. I, th- I tell you what, I won't be on Twitter looking at people freaking out over a, a score. I will be really busy for like a solid week, holiday booked, having fun on that game. And that's, that, that that's game will... enough for me. You'll yeah, if you can find... Well. If you can yeah. find a way to play the game instead of refreshing the Metacritic page, I swear you might have a good time. But unfortunately, that is how it is. Yeah. Uh, Eric B says, Colt and Xbox era, this needs to be a regular thing. Love this. <laughs> and uh, I've been on your guys' show before, so it's That's sort right. of the same thing, you know, being able to talk about games the way we do. And we don't really know each other other than these interactions. Mm. And it, this is the best thing about running a podcast is making friends 
across yep. the uh, webcam. It's totally amazing. You guys have been really great. Zero Myth has a uh, super chat that would open up a whole new can of worms as Uh-oh. we're getting close to, to, to wrap up the show. We'll, we'll talk about this, this super chat, which will be its own little mini topic, and then we'll, we'll close out the show. You guys have been great. There's been about 1,200 people watching live. Zero Myth says, is Xbox going to acquire... Here we go. Netherrealm, Rockstar, Rocksteady, or Monolith? Oh, boy. Oh, dearie me. Um, do I want to put good, good take, Paris. in the I, ground? I see, I see you there, buddy. Good take. Do I want to Paris says Metacritic is a relic of the past. Scores are pointless. It's just opinions. I agree with Paris uh, 50 75% of the way. I always tell people Metacritic is one tool. Use Metacritic. Watch gameplay. See if it's for you. And then choose either a good friend or a trusted reviewer. Use all those things in concert, and Metacritic is a usable tool. But Game Nick, Pass negates Metacritic a lot. Yeah, because you can just download it and play it. If yourself. you're on Xbox and you have Game Pass, don't let Metacritic tell you what's good or not. Just download the game and try it out yourself. Yeah. You never know, you might like it. And um, as, as, as someone who's put together a, a site with Nick that reviews games if we could we would choose to not do review scores at all but unfortunately if you want to be on open critic and, and all that sort yes. of thing and you have critic, to, yeah. until yeah. you've reached a certain amount of clout right so yeah it's it's the industry unfortunately um are you guys but, are you guys dodging that question about nether realm and rocksteady and no, no, i thought we succeeded is xbox going to acquire nether realm Rocksteady and Monolith. How do I answer this? Did you I think the they'll tweet? try. You see I the think tweet they about... will try and acquire them. Um, they'll definitely try. Do I think... I think they'll get Netherrealm. Really? I think they'll get Netherrealm. I'm not saying they are. Look, I don't know they are. I'm saying I think. I can say that, can't I? Yes, you no, can. I... You're totally allowed to say that. <laughs> And seven I, articles we've written about you. Anyway, sorry, I'm just calling WCCF Tech. Bear with me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think they're going to try get all of them. Like, like we've said, it's, that's not a secret. I know, like, I know, I know. I'm teasing. Microsoft is after like everyone, but it doesn't mean they're going to get everyone. Um, I think NetherRealm is. I reckon they'll get of those three. If I'm picking between those three from the super chat, I think NetherRealm they'll get. Yeah. I can line up with that. What about you, John? What do you think out of those three? Um, All three? One of them? I, th- I, I swear I answered a similar question um, on, on, on a show earlier this week. But yeah, I, out of the three, Netherrealm, because they actually have a valuable IP, right, in, in Mortal Kombat. And I guarantee you, if they get Netherrealm, it will include that IP. Because the studio what do you think about is oh, for sure. worthless what, without it. We're well, not worthless, you, but it's worthless. What do you think about Killer Instinct v Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat, yeah, yeah that'd be so good. Yeah, that'd be so good. I think that's and it has to play like Killer Instinct, though. It would have to yeah. play like Killer Instinct. Mortal Kombat's too clunky for me. It's not free flowing enough. Yeah, I like how like Killer Instinct's combat is like running water. It is so good. It's just so it's always mo- always moving. Yeah, there's no uh, yeah stop um, and stop and reset. <laughs> uh, killer Combat. So the gamer says Killer Combat. You know, Killer Instinct looks really amazing on the Xbox One X enhancement. It's a 4K60, right? Yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks very so, yeah. pretty. 
Jeez. People were asking for yep. a 120 hertz upgrade, but I don't think you'll get one because the animation. It won't, it won't happen. It won't happen on Killer Instinct. Yeah, um, the animations are at 90 or something, right? So they can't. See, this is this is the problem. Nine lives to ten. Nick confirms Nether Realm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I heard you scoffing I, at that. I was going to read out one of your super chats, Colt, if only just because I wanted to of answer course. it on Nick's behalf. Uh, Gmo and forever is Sega a possibility? Only in Nick's heart. <laughs> That's yeah. it. I, I don't, the Sega. It's weird that this Sega thing continues to live on when there's like no clues, no hints, no nothing about it. But they it, released some pads with the colors on, man. Like I, I don't. I know that Microsoft did look at Sega quite a while ago, but I don't think anything ever came of it. I don't. I don't think Sega is going to happen. I would love it to. I would love nothing more. Than, than Sega, trust me. I would love nothing more. I just don't think it's going to happen. That's all. I just didn't, yeah. yeah, there hasn't been enough substantial information to keep us going on that, has there? No. It's been talked but, about for over a year. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, for uh, ages. Eric B's like, ages. blink thrice for Rocksteady, blink twice for <laughs> NetherRealm, yeah. Oh, yes. uh, let's wel- welcome Jeff Grubb, uh, steps into the show and says, love you, Nick. <laughs> Which means I think well, Jess probably got something else to totally harass you with in your well, no, no. Jeff and I, Jeff and I genuinely love each other. Genu- oh right, right, right. Is, yeah, I mean, he would genuine, never. He would never. Right. He would never do that anything is genuine to uh, adoration and love between Jeff and I. That well, is genuine. I chop liver. Honestly, it's you know, it's fine. No. I'm not jealous. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. I mean. Uh, there are a lot of acquisition bond. talks. Yeah, he, yeah, Jeff Grubb says it's true love. But yeah, in this community, <laughs> it's true love, a.k.a. I will choke you out and steal your wallet, and it's going to be a great time. But yeah, if you've had a great time, this is the Xbox Newscast. I've been here, uh, as I call it, a collaboration with the Xbox era guys who are representing gaming across the globe, and I'm on one little corner trying to hold up my little end of the bargain. But these guys are amazing. I've had a great time. If you're watching on YouTube, you're on the Cold Eastwood channel where I started this new podcast. This is episode number nine, believe it or not. Done this a little over uh, almost two months. I, I don't know. I can't do the math, but it's been a little while. And if you're listening after the fact, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Pocket Podcasts, where you can listen to that on demand or check this show out on demand. And I'll get timestamps up in a little bit after they come out. Is there more nastiness coming in the chat? While you guys are- <laughs> Jeff yeah. says to John Clark, where's, where's my dry, where's my dry cleaning? cleaning? <laughs> yeah. I'll get it for you right away, sir. I'm sorry. I've never seen Jeff wear anything that required dry cleaning. What a it's fraud. A good point. But a good uh, point. yeah, he's like, he, he's dry cleaning his graphic tees and his cargo shorts. But no, nah, it's a I really fetching there, prom dress. That's what it is. Uh, that's God. funny. <laughs> but, you know, this community is absolutely amazing. You know, somebody made a, a uh, like watercolor painting. It, uh, on their phone of Jeff Grubb, like, and then people get a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. We we have a good time. Everybody kind of razzes each other and enjoys each other, the company and uh, the the little pocket of the game community that I'm in. They are uh, pretty much really enjoying gaming right now. It's bigger and been big, but yeah, this has been the XNC podcast, Mr. John Clark. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and where your show is and when it is. And uh, some of us are in North America, so please be time zone. Oh, okay. Friendly. I'll do the t- time zone conversion on the fly. Well, you know, you've, we, Nick <laughs> and I guess. are from 
Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, Nick and I from Xbox Era. You can find us on xboxera.com or on YouTube uh, forward slash Xbox Era. Nice and easy. Um, definitely give us a sub. Like if all 1,047 of you watching right now gave us a sub, it would jump us over 8,000 and we'd love yeah, that. Yeah, you guys just hit 7,000 today. I know. Yeah, yeah today. Yeah, it, it felt it's good. Awesome. It's it's weird because it's all grassroots and organic and there's, you know, we're not a big media company. We don't Very organic. Money organically <laughs> growing our team very organic um but yeah are you throwing money to yourself out. though no, no. <laughs> all the money we get goes back into the podcast i'm gonna tease something we're doing something really cool in like i can't give you too specific because you know it's fluctuating but a couple of months maybe there's something really cool coming um but podcast wise check us out we're on saturday nights at 10 p.m uk time 7 a.m. Australia time and 2 p.m. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time. Boom. There you wow. Go. You are, we moving for, are we moving forward an hour? Oh, crap. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Wait, when is that? Are you uh, moving your show buy. or are you talking about daylight savings? Nick wants Which an extra hour in bed. I want more sleep on a Sunday morning. Yep. So <laughs> we want to start an hour later. You will get a better show out of Nick if he's well rested. So that's go for right. It. Yeah. That's exactly it's right. True. Nick, that's true. I can pretty uh, myself up. You're known as Special Ed, which I spelled wrong, and I'll fix it. I guess if it yeah. matters uh, at this point, it's too late. It, uh, it's fine. A long time ago. It's fine. But I'm used tell, to it. Tell us about you, uh, where you came from, and wh- what when you hatched, and where they can find you. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously on Xbox Hero as well. Um, that's what you're looking at down there is my Twitter. Where's my finger there? Yeah. That's the, basically my Twitter handle at special Nick underscore Nick. Um, yeah. Um, I'm on the podcast with John. Uh, you'll find me there. We have our YouTube page where you'll find reviews. You'll find spotlights. You'll find all sorts of cool stuff. And we're even starting to delve into meme territory now, I think. Yeah. Aren't we? Yeah, the, like... the meme. I might have a part two for that meme. It was it was so entertainingly popular, so I might have to might have to post it. I'll plonk it in the chat for lols because you'll like it. You'll f- when you see yeah. it, Colt, you'll want to tweet it out. I promise. Um, oh, and right, if he's right. if he's still watching, if he's still watching, I will DM him on Twitter or Discord. Paris, you need to be on an episode of our show in the next few weeks. You owe us. Um, yes. So yeah, yes, yes. Ke- keep an eye out for the episode with Paris on it because it was. He was meant to be on a few weeks back, and Phil took him away from us. So it's true. Well, um, I put I'll have your a feel about that. <laughs> I put your link in the chat so people can oh, go and sub, so we can get you, you a, a, a couple more. Thanks for that. I'm also going to put in a link uh, for this. Uh, let's see, I've got like these shirts that I make. Yes, that, uh, I noticed be that. Nice. I've got X and C shirts. I've got one that says "Control Your Life." I've got all the controllers that you can play over the years. Me staying up on camera was probably the worst thing I could have done just now. I look, just saw myself in the playback. Look like a <laughs> But hey, uh, yeah, I've got these shirts. I do them Teespring. They've got these. Oh, this is a commercial. But they've got these shirts that are like a stretchy material, which are good when you've got yeah, like, yeah. a dad bod. Like they're they're not clingy. They're just, <laughs> good. they're just good, man. Just wear them around with no pants. It's great. So yeah, check out a shirt. But no, it's been Col- so Col- fun Col- having you guys will probably be on, on our show again too. We'll do another crossover again soon. Yeah, I mean, um, your guys' show runs at like, uh, I don't know, one or two in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah it's in the, the afternoon for me. You. Yeah, so on it's a on, a, on a Saturday, which is really easy mm. when, if you're like me, 
if you're if <laughs> if you're a real gamer, you don't like to get out that much. You want to stay home and game and sit and watch a really cool podcast. Like that's perfect for Saturday. If you don't want to go mow the lawn or you know uh, <laughs> be a real human being, those guys are are uh, wasting their time out there when you can yeah. play good games. But real world, <laughs> the real world. What I can't even level up. But yeah, exactly. no, thank you so much, you guys. Wave wave to the chat. They're watching you now. We're gonna take off. It's been a really good show. It's like two thirty in the morning or something for for john so tell him thank you so much for staying up he's gonna crawl into bed and <laughs> it's gonna be eight it tomorrow but you had a good I'll time live. guys right it's worth you it. good... thank you for having us Carl. It was, thanks for having us yeah sub to these guys watch their podcast on saturday uh keep an eye on for it and you know hey be nice thanks a lot That's guys the one. Ciao for Bye, everyone